A word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. That point this week would be through the first interlude of Jade War by Fonda Lee. Hey there, this is Cross. I'm PJ. I'm Ben. I'm Aaron. And I'm Thomas. And we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers like we tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club. Yeah. Second episode of the week, recording on 420. So, you know, any anyone partaking? Welcome if you got them. I, I am. It's legal here, so I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm an, I ain't afraid about ghosts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about just kidding oh getting high weed the, Hello, fellow the devil's lettuce yeah i could get out my cigarettes. uh i have a cbd pen nice wow break you, that shit out wow. you know what that does absolutely nothing makes me wow. look cool reduces anxiety does it supposedly but <laughs> so they say. I should test it. I, I've been not able to finish The Last of Us because of my crushing anxiety. So I should like hit the CBD and see if I can get through an episode. <laughs> <laughs> because Which you don't show? like the show or there's no, too much? It makes me anxious. Oh, okay. I stopped third to last. Mm. Don't say anything. I haven't mm. seen any. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I, I know still haven't at. watched the last three episodes for some reason. They're sitting there. I need to watch them. I want to watch them. We both stopped at the same time. Yeah. 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 That's interesting because seven is one of the best episodes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I just like didn't get to watch it one week. It was making me anxious. I don't like the, (laughs) I don't like when kids like break rules. It, it, it's like my type A. I'm like, (gasps) kids breaking rules. (laughs) Okay. Mom. Aaron was a mall cop in another life. (laughs) (laughs) In a past life. Yeah. All right. Today is our third episode. We're going to be chatting about chapter 16 through the first interlude, which is basically 21 plus a, plus the interlude. So short episode all told here. But PJ on 420, what's our featured cocktail? Run us through this recipe. You totally put in the I have a cocktail that turned out way less colorful than the one on the Educated Barflies website that I took this recipe from. It's called the First Lady. It is a gin-based cocktail. It's one and a half ounces of gin, half an ounce of Cointreau. I just, I used triple sec. I didn't, I didn't have Cointreau specifically. Half ounce of simple syrup, half ounce of lemon juice, a teaspoon of matcha, an egg white, and then a quarter teaspoon of a THC extract that I added to it. Dry shaken, added ice shaken, and then garnished with a basil leaf. This just tastes like weed. (laughs) (laughs) It just blew it out. (laughs) It just completely blew it out. (laughs) Any food or drink that has marijuana in it just tastes like weed and smells like weed to me. Like cookies, brownies, chocolates. They don't. I don't ever had one that tasted good. I've never had one that didn't taste like weed. Yeah. It feels like yeah, a challenge that I have to figure out now. It was a it quarter teaspoon. It. I thought it'd be like a small enough volume to be completely hidden, but nope. Nope, not at all. So hmm. 
can't I can't speak to at all what what the cocktail, <laughs> what the cocktail tastes actually like. tastes like. <laughs> so I'm sorry for the disappointment you didn't, you of a featured taste cocktail. It before but... you added the marijuana. No, I added it to the shaker. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe all next right. week we'll try it without. Yeah, that could be. Get some stronger matcha yeah. too. Maybe you'll get that color. Yeah, yeah. This is didn't work out. Didn't work out, but it's all good. Chug it. <laughs> Just get blasted right now. I could. I mean, I we joked about it on the Devil's Cut, but I have this weed pen with me, and I could, I could hit it ahead of time, but I haven't. You can do whatever you like. I'm being, I'm being semi responsible with my drug use. We believe so. in you. Good stuff. Talk about a mob. Um, <laughs> Aaron, what are you drinking? Ben brought over some high noons. This is nice. the version with vodka and it's mango mm. made with real juice. Have you had a high noon? I have. Yep. They're pretty, pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Quite tasty. Sun sips. Nice. Is that what you're having too, Ben? Mango? That Same is thing. mango flavor. Nice. I think, were we talking about mangoes last time? We did. Or maybe mango I was soda. talking about me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, mango soda in the airplane. That was what inspired me. Oh, nice. on the theme. Good work, Thomas. What are you sipping on? Well, as I mentioned to you off air before we recorded, it feels to me as if though somebody is playing the accordion with my insides, and so I'm drinking <laughs> the nectar of the gods. <laughs> Sounds tough. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. You know me, big fan of no free ads. However. This is truly just such a delightful beverage that we'll I'm not going to deprive the Arnold Palmer. When you say Arnold Palmer, I just think lemonade iced tea. Mm-hmm. Which no, it's the brand. Like you, Pour one out it's, for al- the boy. it's also called that when it's not that brand. That's yeah. correct. That's just what the drink is called. So it wasn't really a free ad. Fine. Arizona Arnold Palmer. Uh, now tea. it's a free ad. Uh, half and half iced tea lemonade. <laughs> Shout out the goats. Anyone else can't say Arnold Palmer? It is tough sometimes. Right? Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Was that a Kennedy impression? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm having a Negroni. I'm channeling Negroni sisters. the Negroni. previous. Yes, channeling the previous uh, one. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, I thought stunning. that I doubled it, and I was not looking at the total volume of my jigger when I did it. And so I actually tripled the recipe. Like so this is, it's going to last the entire episode and more in theory. It should, I'm going to go to bed with that cocktail still having some of it. So yeah, that's the game plan. Uh, so don't be a pussy. Okay. Well, cheers. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Alexa play goodbye. Yellow brick road. <laughs> About to just drown in the whole thing. Swimming pools. Really? All right. Before we talk about the chapters, PJ Ben Aaron, how'd you feel about this week's reading? Not, bad. Not good. Nope. Not good. Hated it. Really bad. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you would say that. <clears throat> it's crazy. It's hard to hard Just, to get over that last chapter. Pretty uh-huh. rough. All of it Nothing was pretty. Happens. Yeah. I mean, mm. I have some I have some qualms with what happened in Andon's chapter. Oh my god. Uh, Andon, kill him. And then, wow, <laughs> yeah, the book ends here with Andon starting, and then Hilo. Everything I said last week, take it back. Take it all back. 
<laughs> yeah. How uh, dare he? Yeah. We also have another week deprived of Barrow. <laughs> Our main character. <laughs> Our I'm, main character. I, I, I forgot about him. <laughs> like, I kind of think you're supposed to. <laughs> so he's like, hey, don't worry about it. He'll come back later. All right. He did say he's going to pop up at an inopportune time. I just want to say all of these stereotypes are making a lot of sense. Which stereotypes? About all Kekanese being Mm. brutes. Being. They're certainly earning their reputation. You know, like bullies. Violent. Yeah. Not looking good for our friends here. Yeah, in in the larger world and larger scheme of things, it's it's interesting for sure. We All do right. get another baby yeah. though. We do get another baby. We get kind of we get he two, stole my baby. <laughs> we got two babies, and we got some he bread. Stole my baby. <laughs> 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 it took me a second to realize what you said. I was yeah. like, no, it's Dingo. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the clip. There we go. <laughs> It's super early, but that's that's perfect. I'm drinking to that. All right. With that, let's get into this. Chapter 16, Not a Thief. We start this week with Andon really trying to understand the community in South Trap with the Heons, including the total number of green bones in the community. Later, he rides his bike to a park and takes the incorrect bike from the rack, drawing in a Spenian man's ire. A fight breaks out, and Andon channels his martial training, kicking the shit out of that man. Later, the Heons explain to him the mistake of what he's done and boy, oh boy, does that leave Andon in a funky place, you know, kind of for this week's chapters. We we kind of get these pair right here to talk about Andon. What'd you guys think overall? I thought I Andon think... was being a fucking idiot. Yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how ignorant is this man? Like, how do you not know that you can't just like duel with somebody? I mean, like, did he not pay attention in school at all? I feel like that's something you would know about Espenia. And he was at fault. Yes. How is that guy supposed to know that it was an accident? He didn't try to explain it all. I can understand, like, being upset by the situation on Andon's part, but to claim that he's not a thief in this moment, like, he's accidentally a thief, (laughs) but, like, it doesn't mean he didn't steal the bike, (laughs) despite it being accidental. It was weird how, like... He should have given it back and then just, like, gone back and gotten his bike. Yeah, Yeah, like, wrong bike, Yeah. I don't know. Like it's so bizarre. It was bizarre to me. And for him to just like not know the rules of the country, I feel bizarre. like was also just weird. It was bizarre knowing Andon. Yeah. Cause like that seems really out of character for him. Yeah, he's a bitch. But now like, he tries tries to be a tough guy. Yeah, that was so weird. So if I may, I think there's two <laughs> crucial pieces of nuance, and I can't believe I'm the one providing nuance for Andon here. In KCON, as we know, thief lowest of the low. So calling somebody a thief to Andin, that's like horrible, you know, being called a thief. Second, Spenian, he rejected that culture all of his life because of internalized racism because of his father or self-loathing or whatever. I don't know what the correct term, but, you know, hatred of Spenia because his father abandoned his family. So he has no idea about their customs and also Spenian, his second language. So, you know, he's trying to, he's like not thief, accident or mistake or whatever, could he have done a better job? Yes. I just think, you know, that's the culture he was raised in. You but know, like, you talk, okay. talk shit, you get hit. I, I, yeah. And I did get, I, you know, I read that part where he said 
lowest of the low. You, you can't call me a thief. But like, dude, you just stole something. You are a fucking thief. <laughs> so like, be like, sorry. Like, don't do it again. Grab the right bike, dum dum. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get why he decided to be a tough guy in this moment. Funny enough, for me, I feel like it's the reverse representation of like what we called. So we in in the first book, we really talked a lot about like Shay and like what the clan gives her indirectly. And this is a very similar thing where the clan would protect Andon in theory around even being accused of something like this in the culture. And so it's kind of like the reverse status where Andon's been used to leaning on the clan so much and all of a sudden it's no longer there. And he, you know, fucked up in a big way as a part of that. Yeah, I think what's the most unbelievable part for me is not that he misunderstood. I think that's understandable through all of the points that that everybody's been bringing up. But the fact that he's been in this country for a couple months at this point, Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, four months, five months. Presuming it's kind of a stand in for Western culture, whether it's Europe or the United States. Or something something in between or a blend of the two, whatever it is. I would assume a lot of the sort of pop culture, a lot of any sort of media consumed would follow sort of Western customs to a certain degree. And stop thief is such a huge trope in almost <laughs> any sort of media that the fact that he hasn't been exposed to that at all and the casual nature of it or the less like damning nature of it and the differences, it just, it's, it's more than anything surprising to me that he wouldn't have been exposed to this almost right away upon entering the country. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah, can't I believe that we're language. not like educating our Greenbone warriors at the Academy like, about hey, if you go where else. they can duel and where they can't. <laughs> They're just fighting on poor man's road, man. They're, they don't <laughs> yeah. want to fight the jadeless unless they wrong them. This was a case where Aisha was called into into question, and so our boy well, Andon had to step no up. Technically, no one's has and, jade, so yeah. two jadeless people can fight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, just seemed, it was just like head-scratching. I was like, what are you doing? Stop it. I think he's just angry. out. This oh. is totally, yeah, more than anything else, I think that there's there's that element of, of undertone, I should say, of anger to this whole thing, which is just exacerbated by the, the language barrier and everything else right. that we've cited, too. But As again, head, it's sad like boy, bad, bad boy. These bad, bad boy. reputations make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do want to talk a little bit about some of the cultural things that get brought up right in the beginning of the chapter, right? So the differences between that we see between the different sects, right? So like he figures out that he could actually spend all of his time if he wanted to just secluded as opposed to learning language. He could spend all that time with the Heons and in God, what what's the area called again? I know the it's the city's Port Massey, but the South Trap, South Trap. He could spend all of his time in South Trap, similar to it, this is any any borough of Brooklyn with its with its sub dialect. So like Bushwick, tons of Brazilians from my experience there. So you could spend a ton of time there and, and be spending a lot of time with Brazilian or Dominican folks. And, and it has that kind of big city vibe. I think they say 20 million people for Port Massey. It's a big, big city. So, right. yeah. yeah um, I was looking they- at the map, but it's just the blown out continent view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think in this one we get the map of Port Massey. I think we get 
the cities pointed out more directly on legacy. Yeah. Nonetheless, very, very kind of cool moments throughout. But I, I think that there's also that that element of him that I particularly like, which is that he still wants to know who's a Greenbone so he can call them Jen because he feels that respect naturally. Because it's not he he knows that he's abstained from Greenbone culture, but he still respects it. Like he's chosen not to be a Greenbone, but that culture is still hundred percent a part of him. I thought that sort of exchange was a little bit funny in that they didn't outright tell him who was and who wasn't a Greenbone. He had to like case by case ask them mm-hmm. and when he was wrong they'd be like oh no how silly would that be can you imagine that fucking but guy they, <laughs> like, <laughs> they didn't just give him a list of all the green bones but clearly they they know all of them i don't know i thought it was kind of funny they're like there's 30 or 40 you know but <laughs> it's like well tell me who uh yeah well, I enjoyed the fist fight nonetheless, despite the lead up. It's it was kind of fun to see that moment of like Andy not wanting to start a fight and then taking a couple of blows and flipping that switch on, which has been his life's training with Hilo, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. What do you, wait? He actively started the fight. Well, a- only he after he was like hesitant. Yeah, after being accused, yeah, but it's not and like then, he got. Co- then he got cocked. into it and beat the shit out of the guy. Right. He, it really took him getting hit once before it turned on. But, yeah. Men. Men. <laughs> us, us fucking guys. <laughs> so, there's also the final bit of the chapter, which I appreciate, of course, is when they sit down and have the conversation about the cultural differences. And they drink hoji and smoke cigarettes to calm down, which is a very green bone <laughs> culture custom, as we've found. So, cheers. Drink while they drink. Cross, you're already halfway through. <laughs> I said I'm not gonna fuck around. You were like, <laughs> so I, I settled on not. <laughs> I settled on not fucking around. So here we are. Nice. <laughs> but the Heons are great. I mean, I think that's kind of the core here is that they're a wonderful adopted family trying to take care of him and respect him, and then also bring us right into the next chapter to take him to the pillar. Do we know how old the Heons or the what? Are, what's their name? Heons. Heons. Yeah, Heons. Do we know how old they are? seems like okay. 50s probably describe it at some point 60s okay, so yeah they're not like some old. Grown children don't they they're not like They've old old three children i think they're like yeah. college the history and kid and yeah, yeah. right okay. and they're all like Adults. they're empty nesters at this point right yes yeah right yeah. Okay, thanks yeah no worries cool yeah i wasn't sure on that either <laughs> yeah i i switched back and forth between like 50s and like 70s <laughs> to be fair in my head i had and this is just because obviously i read the whole series i had the doubts in place of the heons for some reason and so like i was like wait a minute mr heons the pill why didn't we talk about and then it was like when i read this week i was like oh yeah duh those are separate never mind so mm-hmm. speaking of the doubt <clears throat> yeah let's talk about that our boy with the uh, blended guts yeah, I was on it. I was just trying to do some research. Sorry, you guys are just spouting facts willy-nilly. I was trying to fat check live. Someone's trying to be responsible here. Anyway, chapter 17, The Pillar of South Trap. Cut to the next evening, evening where we see Andin and the Hian family traveling across town to have dinner with the Douts. Doubt Lo Sun Yin, Doubt Sana and their son Doubt Toru, the young man with naughty calves. <laughs> 
that Andin met several months back. Although everything is shockingly casual and foreign to Andin at first, things take a turn toward the serious and familiar once Ron Toru arrives. From there, talk turns to the looming outlaw civilian worn Jade and Espenia, the crews, and how to resolve the situation Andin has put himself and the Hyans into. Roan, in Roan. this case. Yeah. Ron also does visually make sense, but Roan is the way that it's said in the audiobook. Just so you know. You can say it however you like. But. Speech therapy, they said sound it out. Sorry, guys. And by the way, it's not Koru. He goes by Corey. I'm getting to that, you know. You looked at the notes. It's in there. Oh, that was lame. I thought it was the cute. The reason... I think the reason... Or at least the reason I was giggling after the naughty calves thing. We dwelled on it a little bit, but we dwelled on it a lot more in the devil's cut of last episode when we <laughs> had a pretty pretty fun conversation. Mm-hmm. That is naughty and with a KN, by the way. That is. So <laughs> not like naughty. Not naughty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say sure. it like of course that. it's not naughty <laughs> well, <laughs> but we're over in Espenia so I had to do it you know since they're quasi British also I, I think before we like dive into some of that I definitely want to talk about it more I'm curious as to your guys' thoughts on the amalgamation of the countries so like what do you think takes the inspiration for the ROE like where do you think that's sourced from I know we just said British a little bit but what's it feel like to you What's the ROE? Republic of Espania. Uh, I was putting that together myself I was like, for a did second. Everyone, <laughs> I understand I put it the together out loud. Yep. <laughs> Comes up in the chapter with the <laughs> kernel and whatnot, but yeah, I think that's the first mention of it. I was. I mean, I don't listen to audiobooks, so I was thinking American. Mm. The the British accent is very like sporadic and. You can't like put your finger on it. It's just it's like all over the place. This it's one. All, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's almost like a like classic American movie accent where it's like high speed. Mid Atlantic, yeah. Thank you. But it's mm-hmm. not British. I don't know. Just Going off of it. Fancy pants. Sometimes it's like Australian ish too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that added confusion for me when I was listening to the audiobook because it is so inconsistent, especially across the different characters, that I couldn't remember if they were all Espenian or not. Mm. See, I also headcanoned it where they're just from different areas of Espenia, a la the United States or otherwise, where it's like you got the variations on accents specifically between characters yeah. because it's a big ass country compared to other places mm-hmm. that would make sense well that's a rationale i'm making not anything <laughs> you know it's a yeah, that's I would, pure copium i would say you know like a tea drinking pinkies up country so british definitely, it is definitely the accent we got in jade city when we met the espanians for the first time mm-hmm. and then now it's like four different versions all over the place i think espenia is definitely it's it primarily draws on english and american themes and history and culture it seems like but there's also a little bit of you know some at least colonial era dutch going on adamant capita is very reminiscent i feel like of the you know dutch and british indian indie well, trading companies all that it's literally ac which is the same as dc like it's that's it shares that idea yeah 
Yeah, there's there's another note later Thomas in the, the history but, major on. Right. As a as a backup to that, the other thing that that points me in that direction as well is the fact that the continent is Espenia and then the or like Spensa, I think, or the continent of and then basically named it similar to America, like the whole thing. And it's like, oh, we're the United States of America. And so it's this subgroup that is claiming the whole region, despite there being an entire another country or multiple, maybe <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How very American. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I hadn't put that together. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's pretty much it. But it's fun. Real world shit. I did miss, because I didn't look at the map, to refresh my memory that Adam on Tapit is literally the capital. I was thinking it was a company on the reread. It does sound like I made that. (laughs) Yeah. So the arrival into the doghouse is very interesting for a few reasons, because there's like the off-putting foreign and normalcy of it all compared to and his frame of reference and then there's also just a plethora plethora if you will of bluffers jade all over the place yeah i didn't get that, that had been pretty jarring what do you mean what? all over the place they had a decent amount of bluffers jade sitting around okay. they had a really nice vase made of it bakers that's, I don't know. I guess that's probably I think it speaks to it later on in the chapter, right? When we find out why people don't show their jade. Mm-hmm. So that was I guess that's probably what's going on there, where they're still trying to like show that they're green and that they're Kekinese, but I don't know. Just stuff mm-hmm. around the house, they don't want it being like really out there in the open. Does it make them a target? I don't know. Yeah, in terms of normalcy, I felt I felt like that. They it seemed like a chill family. They did seem very nice. They seemed like nice people willing to help their neighbors, you know, the way they talk to their son, it's all very mm-hmm. familial and they're not like rich like the calls or in as high of a status, so they seem more accessible. Very much the community takes care of the community vibe. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. And the like, the never-ending, what is it called? Like the the dad is doing the construction on the basement or whatever. And they're like, they're, no, what is that? When, like nonstop renovation. renovation. Yes, just ongoing. It's like it just seemed like you know we all know a million families just like the Dobbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing some renovation that will never get finished. I need to swap out a shower head right now. It's sitting on my counter. It just needs to happen. And <laughs> it's been a do week. it tonight. You'll be lubed up. I will be properly <laughs> <laughs> properly doused by the time Don't this is done. Don't forget the, the plumber's again. tape. Needed to change a light bulb mm-hmm. on my girlfriend's back deck, and it's like it's elevated, so I needed to like stand on something to get up there, and then like unscrew the top of the light bulb casing. I put that off for a solid four months. And then I did it last weekend, and it took, I'm not even kidding, five 30 minutes. seconds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where this it's like, why, it takes no time. I just do shit myself and don't wait for anyone. And, that's honestly good Good for you, Erin, because... I don't live there. It's not like, I mean, it's not my house. I'm saying she should do it herself. Oh, well, you know. And I know she shouldn't listen, so... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I changed my shower head... Because I added a sprayer for dog baths 
Mm-hmm. And it was very easy cross. I think you can do it. You don't even yeah. have to turn off your water. I was trying to do, I was just trying to like hand torque the one a couple of times. And then I was like, well, fuck. I had like unboxed you, and you I was like, I'm just going to do tape. this. Yeah. I've got a lot of tape, but I need a wrench just to, or a fucking, yeah. I need just a thing to get it off. I need more leverage. This has been Home fingers. Improvement Chat. Yes. Just like the Dowks, <laughs> we're all, you know, middle class. Old busy people. So. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the Bluffers Jade comment. Yes. I don't know if everybody else got this feeling, but like I was trying to put myself in Andon's shoes. Like, what would it be like if, like, how I can liken it would be like going to an expat's house, like on the other side of the world, and their entire house, all the decor is just American flags on everything. (laughs) That's actually a fair point. I think that's what this kind of is like. Like it's just, but they're aggressively so. overly tacky KCON stuff. But it it's fine here. It's just, it just wouldn't really fly back home. Yeah, that's a good. Comparison. Like you live in Egypt. I feel like and it'd you're be like inside this American flags. It maybe yeah, I guess it's for, it'd be like anime eagles or something like or like biblical scenes, but anime. Yeah. You lost me, Thomas. You totally lost me. I don't... Me. Well, like, tacky. You know what I mean? Like, it's something <laughs> sacred to your culture, but then tacky. I see, right. I see. So, like, just a bunch of American flags, it's just, like, that's the actual thing. You just feel like, these guys are weirdos. So, that there has to be the fake, too. So, like, a yeah. bunch of... The Coca-Cola pol- the dads, polar bear. The dads and, and flag. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or just cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> that would be delicious, though. McDonald's arches over your door. That there it is. There it is. <laughs> we, we, we got it. it. So one of the other things I wanted to touch on is that abrupt shift once Roan Toru arrives, and then all of a sudden everything clicks for Andon, and he's able to, you know, he's back in his sort of familiar territory because he did grow up in the clan. Mm-hmm. We got some gangster shit we going got, on we here. We got a fist. Mm-hmm. It's accompanied by Hoji. Oh, cheers. 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 But yeah, it's it's interesting to see Andon connect the dots with Roan and then be like, wow, things I guess things aren't that different over here. But at the same time, this is still a Kekanese neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So they've they've organized themselves into a similar grouping far from home because of their culture. So it's not like the Espanians have fists and fingers that we know of. Speaking of that, we do, once he arrives, we get sort of the, you know, we leap into breaking down what happened, what they're going to have to do to fix the situation. We also get a conversation about the Republic of Espania moving to ban Jade for civilian use. So I was wondering if that stood out to anybody. And, you know, where did that be going? Political bullshit. Feels very similar to the way that weed was, you know, criminalized and now is being decriminalized in a in a similar fashion. But if weed gave you superpowers, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Does it? BJ, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm gonna eat so much fucking cookie dough when we're done here. Like, that feels like a superpower. Non gendered non gendered use of You're the You're on word your mom's vibe here. hard today. Yeah. <laughs> 
But dudes who are baked into a weed, I feel like would tell you that it gives you superpowers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Mine just when I do it, it usually just makes me very paranoid. So same. Why, same. Yeah, you go, he goes <laughs> stands in a corner guys. and stops talking. <laughs> become almost catatonic waiting for like (laughs) wings to come out i think i told you guys that story (laughs) but i think that it's more not like weed it's more like guns or yes weapons because jade creates weapons of people and like andon showed us the people raised on kcon they're raised to be like you know quick triggers so it makes sense that they would want to take away Jade from civilians who aren't, you know, maybe responsible with it. Mm-hmm. And it also, I think, it gets back to something that happened in the previous chapter where Andon's, you know, confused when they break up the fight and he's sees a Tetanese person and he talks to them and he's like, hey, what's going on? Doesn't answer. And then, like, oh, you Islander, you're make, trying to make us all look bad. And so there's obviously, like, already that notion like that preconceived notion that Tetanese are sorry guys the internal gut accordion is getting me but there's <laughs> like right you know there. those preconceived notions are clearly coming into play with the political situation it all has to do with the clean blades I think <laughs> all <laughs> not <of it>? quite <laughs> not quite but I, like imagine if that was in everyday occurrence like arguments were settled by duels in general i think that that's a lot of this culture is born out of that this would be a one-person podcast at this point pj would have killed me i would have been right but pj would have killed (laughs) if you could get what matters (laughs) yeah well (laughs) all right i think there's something you guys probably are itching to talk about that we've neglected thus far and that is our friend Koru and or Tori. What do you think of what Koru? Takes? Isn't it like Koru-san or something? Koru... He calls him Koru-jen. Well, oh, you mean the full name? He does have green. Name. Yeah. I got it. Tori sounds like a love interest. Ooh, there are does. a lot of, you know, descriptions of his legs and other features. His name is Koru-jan. Yeah, Andon definitely is ogling him a little bit. Seems like a cool cat. He seems like a skater boy. You yeah, know? he seems like very relaxed. Like he's not Probably really like could ride a moped. Yeah, some forty-one era skater. Kid, yeah. yeah, like uh, I get a, Andon's Alvaro Levine in this scenario. Like doesn't give a fuck. Yes. Type guy. <laughs> Good work. I get a weird feeling that he's going to drag Andon into some unsavory shit. As oh. a guy going into law, going to—I <laughs> didn't get I don't that vibe. He's—he he's he seems pretty chill to me. I got the vibe the more from the dad that he was a little too excited about who Andon is connected to. Like mm. you can tell, he wants—he wants that connection for something. Interesting he's for power, mm. yeah. Kind of or mm. connection or something. I, don't know. I thought he came off kind of like cool and detached and you know he's he's experiencing chill. 420 vibe yeah that's what i try to do but instead have a panic attack every time <laughs> someone tries to talk to me like oh yeah here's my entire life story sorry i'm a piece of shit by the way the negroni is almost gone <laughs> you're not a piece of shit you're an alcoholic 
<laughs> Aaron, where did you see Toru John? Fair. In the beginning. what page? In no, J O N. Yeah. Dramatis. 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 Okay. Persona. Persona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 I don't look at that. It's also. <laughs> don't need it. It's also on one seventy one. There's Dauk Lasanian, Dauk Sanasan, Sanasan. Or sorry, one sixteen. And Dauk Koru John, also known as Corey. One forty three. Sorry, in the Kindle. My bad. No worries. I was just trying to find it. No big deal. Okay. I'm not making shit up. No. I was just making sure. I like couldn't find it, so I was like, "What the fuck." It's one of those things, especially with a lot of these names where you just you live by the Thomas? abbreviations. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I demand to clear Yeah. Fuck you and your honor. I wasn't fat checking you. I was just trying to be like, how did I miss it? Because I looked for it. That's all. We're coming for your honor, Thomas. All right. So the last thing I had in my notes, feel free to elaborate if you guys want to, was one of the cool things I think in this chapter is, you know, we come in and in doesn't know anything really and as he learns who people are the descriptors for the people change so we meet big doubt dot sana yep. doubt sana and it's the wife first which made sense he doesn't know her name then it, he gets the name toru becomes tori and all these little little things and i believe there's some like you know doubt low to the pillar stuff going on just like a nice little as and ins understanding of these people change so is it framed differently to us as the reader as well mm-hmm. very cool it is cool it's one of those casual things that Fonda just does very well where it just mm-hmm. it, it's effortless between the flowing of knowledge and the way that it's incorporated into the text the way that that's shown or represented for me is in that final handshake where like we're brought back to the hands and he sees them as these sort of craftsman hands but then when he actually goes in he's like they're rough but friendly in, in a very different context because he understands that he's this pillar and he's this member of community and that's a big deal. So there's just a lot of – there's just so much good incorporation across that whole wave that I, I love. It, it is kind of reminiscent a little bit of in Jade City how we're slowly exposed to the suffixes mm. and their meanings and then they just start being used more and more and it becomes effortless and then now it's just – Part of our understanding of the characters, mm-hmm. who they are and what they mean in, to the community based on how they're addressed. Yeah, PJ Jen. All right. With that, <laughs> PJ Jen. That's a fucking mouthful. PJ Jen. Yeah. He would, though, as mentioned. Chapter 18. The White Lantern Club. We move to Shay, who is making big political moves in the White Lantern Club on behalf of No Peak and in many ways, KCON itself. Meeting with Ambassador Mendoff and Colonel Leland, that's where I live, dealer, she discussed the reopening of the Jade Mines as well as the instability of the Civil War of Ortico and the necessity of intervention in the region as it blooms into potentially the first modern, in quotes, Jade War. She offers these men something different in their partnership, something separate from Jade, crucial information on the Egatanian SN1 development and supply. There's so much here that I, I love this chapter. It's my favorite chapter of the week, hands down. For sure. Yeah. yeah. This is the moment in which Shay just wins the week. It's, I'm the, just non, it's the only non-disappointing chapter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one and the and the the moment that Shay has with Marrow, I think, are both great chapters. And I do love the reunion in Libon as well. I but, think that one's nice. Yeah. 
But I think this is the chapter of action that we really tried to capture. And again, it's that political development. But I love the setting of this. The description of the club itself is opulent and having only changed in very recent years, especially its behavior and the way that it lets people in, puts us back in that time nearer to the 60s and 70s, right in the midst of the same progression, I think, as like second wave feminism, which we've kind of seen used throughout. It's this idea of like being able to exceed a lot of those boundaries that were set beyond just the acceptance of general voting rights and and being able to be business people and sort of that expansion. We we kind of see that represented, I think, throughout the chapter. So I think that places us kind of in a in a moment in time, which I really appreciate. I did love that a mood setting situation a lot. The whole yeah, club. It was a gentleman's club and then it was yeah. like, okay, it was a no peak only gentleman's club. And then it's like, we'll open it to women. Okay, we'll open it to the other clan. Okay. Now it's kind of just more open, more accessible. Money What's the quote? Money is fluid. Give me some James Bond vibes. You have it. Yeah. Even during the recent period of clan war, money was more fluid than blood. And it Mm. definitely James Bond vibes. Painter's quote. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I liked the way that Shay was able to keep a level head throughout all of this. And take command and and be the authoritative voice that she needed to be given a lot of pushback on like, well, this isn't clan business. Like you're not the government and like you're not the, the pillar. Like there, there were all of these sort of pushbacks and she was able to dismantle them all expertly. I thought it was really well done. Totally agree. I loved how in control she was of the whole thing. And like, I think last week we touched on like, this is like Hilo in his in his moment and like he's like this is what he you know he's kind of coming into his own and then this week he shat on all of that but we'll get to that later (laughs) but this to me was like Shay having that same kind of situation where she's like really owning this moment and she's really coming into her own she's put a lot of work into like building to this place as weatherman and she's just like completely in control moving chess pieces around manipulating Scheming. these two guys yeah exactly and doing doing into doing kind of exactly what she wants them seeing exactly what she wants she's like slapping them on the wrist when they you know use the wrong term for her yeah call me jen yeah i like all of it that moment especially like right early on she's like here's yeah. the tone you yeah. know especially colonel dealer remembers her probably as and then as she goes into later as like a young young 20s woman now she's like hey Things are different since you last exactly. been here. Yeah. Look, look me at all my jade. I'm decked out. <laughs> I could literally kill all of you. Yeah, I, I've always heard this referred to as status play, right? As this idea of like who has the status in the moment in writing. And I, I've talked with Rob right. about this for quite some time, but like just this idea of the way that that shifts over a conversation. But Shay like never lost it. Like they tried to reclaim ground right. and she just kicked them off of that <laughs> cliff repeatedly. <laughs> yes. um, All the way to the end when they're like, yeah. can you even make this decision? And she's like, yes, I can. I'm fucking weather, man. I have I speak with <laughs> like the voice of the pillar. Everything I say goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. Mic drop. <laughs> like that yeah. was great. This is jumping ahead a little bit, but we do see like a similar sort of like claiming of the status thing later with Na and Hilo at yeah. in the last chapter we cover. Aini, Aini, yeah, Aini, yes, they do. Aini. Aini. It's so hard Aini. to pronounce. Aini. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. 
hard if you the, read it. The narrator it. makes it seem like Amy. It sounds Amy. like Amy yeah. every time. Yeah. Very close but to it's Amy. 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 Yeah, and then reading it, it doesn't seem like that. So it's hard mm-hmm. to remember. But they're given <laughs> a pronunciation guide, so. Reading it, I just want to say Enya all the time. Yeah. I also do. <laughs> yeah, every you single time. Except yeah, I'm just I, here for the sound bites. I hear it. In my head, I'm like, I know how to say it. And then as soon as I go to say it, the wrong thing comes out every time. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. We'll get there. Yeah. Just to speak to some of that power that she she wields, I love this quote that she gives back when when she gets starts to get some of that pushback from the colonel and the ambassador. She says, you'll have to wait for the official answer. It will have the same as the unofficial one that you're hearing from me now. We have a saying in KCON, gold and jade, never together. Those of us who wear jade don't hold political office, but you're not asking for gold. You're asking for jade. In that, the clans have the final say. And that is just a brilliantly clever way of dancing with that devil in a way that we haven't talked about yet. It's great. Loved that. Yeah. That really stood out to me. Jade. Jade. I think we also have to appreciate how uniquely qualified Shay is for this position and this this meeting specifically being an Espanian ambassador to a certain degree on top of weatherman is like exactly what she needs to be for this conversation Yeah, to go the way she needs it to. Her experience her, is paramount. What was her code name? I keep forgetting. Cormamont or something. Corm- I'm mispronouncing it, but it's, it's Cormamont. Has the Cormamont ever led you wrong? Yes. But PJ, to your point, Shay is probably the only Greenbone ever who could have pulled this off? It's like, you know, her grandfather, the Torch, prolific businessman, many dealings with the Espanians, incredibly racist towards them. Cormorant, yeah. Anyway, Cormorant. Cormorant. Yeah. Drink another. I, you know what? I, ads on that. All right. PJ and I make Mario sounds every three episodes, so it needed to happen. You can make the sounds, you just it's can't been say the name. Twelve episodes. Did, did you see the movie? Not yet. The rest of my family has. I'm the only one that hasn't. They all love it. My brother said that he really liked it. He basically said, "If you grew up playing any Mario, then you like it." Yeah, it's pretty much what I've heard. See it. You didn't see it without me, did you? I did not. Ben will do that. He'll go see it without you. That is true. Yeah, he's seen every. Chris Pine movie without me, and I can't believe it. <laughs> I'll fly I out for to see Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. just kidding. I mm. don't have any time off. <laughs> no, I I love I love the way that a lot of that ties together in in that conversation and the history that she has. Again, is the only way that she can pull a lot of that off to begin with. I like oh. the scene setting, not only the gentleman's club and her like being the most powerful person in this previously womanless establishment um, great poll but she also the the espanians like feel bad for the men that are with her that aren't eating any of the food mm-hmm. you know it's like even a more like these men are my bitches they can't touch my mm-hmm. food they're my dogs <laughs> you know wow 
there's there's a um, lot of power there, not only in the immediate moment that Shay has over the men and like them knowing not to eat and to have eaten beforehand, but also in sort of the weakness that's presented by them being at a negotiating table and not realizing it and eating dinner and getting fat and tired. And like, it's just it's clever. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I, something I wasn't expecting and maybe doesn't even make much sense, but we spent a lot of time with the twice lucky. Mm-hmm. and the crispy squid balls that when the Espenian like overlooked the squid like looked at it funny and then went for the pork instead I took that shit personally <laughs> I felt Jay, bad about it I was, I, gonna, like, I was gonna say that's when you knew the Espenians like they're not shit 100% and yeah, he's like yeah. no no squid <laughs> that's and this like, is a different place yeah right. it's probably a different squid dish that was a good call out. It's kind of though, like in different cultures, like, you know, it's it's a delicacy to like eat the tongue of the cow or mm-hmm. you, there's there's things that like I probably find gross that it would be offensive if I didn't like accept, <laughs> you know, in a scenario. So I wonder if Shay was offended as well. Like I bought this delicacy and you didn't partake. Yeah, she definitely, she pays attention to it, obviously, because we get it from the narrator POV, right? So she clearly notices. I think that this scene would look so good on film. I can imagine the scene perfectly for TV. We haven't talked a whole lot about adaptation. That's something that PJ always tried to hit on. But like, this is a perfectly tense five minute scene. It'd just be incredible. Yeah, you know, we're not directors here. I don't think we got to touch hey, on it. There's five of hey. us. We got to keep time hey, Ben's flowing. a director. Ben, ben is, okay, is. besides Ben. Oh, no. Ben's no. a film editor. No, editor. Ben's a, <laughs> we called him an editor, not a director. I'll direct no him. He's mad. No comment. We'll make it all work. Let's just keep it breezy. <laughs> keep it like cover girl. Easy, right. be, easy, easy breezy. Easy breezy. Yeah. You're not even beautiful. drinking. Beautiful. I'm <laughs> sick, man. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm not the second time on the show that you've been sick. Got the flu game. Yeah, flu game. We won't it call you piss like boy. It's true. That's I haven't my gotten title. My seat. I don't we'll know if I'll make it back. Pants, boy. <laughs> I don't know if it's that. But I cut, cut, I, cut. potty talk. Potty like talk. Woo-hoo-hoo. I do really. We we've already talked about this a little bit in the previous chapter, but the idea that there is this national identity of KCON, right? That's represented. We talked about it as it's represented in a spending on the ground level. Now we get to see it from the upper level, the upper crust of the government, and the way that they think about them as well. And thus, like the way that KCON is tied to Jade and the war in Ortico. And that makes incredible sense. And it makes them look like weapons dealers in international eyes because they're effectively the clans have been kind of dealing to both sides in a in a very duplicitous way. So well, it, the it mountain for, has. Right. But no peak's I mean, been dealing no to his been doing the same so, thing, yeah. yeah. But not playing both sides. Right? The mountains well, the just clans playing the other side. Right. Officially, no trading was allowed during that time, yeah. as far as I'm understanding the situation. They, they were, were like, hey, we got to. But isn't the mountain we don't kind want of invaded. giving stuff to Igatan and Espenia? Or is that not right? Just no. Sort of. Insofar that the officially Espenia is the only trade partner that we know of with yes. Jade. Right. And with the KJ. The... Yes, exactly. But not like. They're not, not under underhandedly. The table. Table stuff yeah, they're only. Gantan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so like like you're saying, this like national warrior identity is kind of placed on this weapon that's being dealt. You know, we've we've equated it to a drug. I equated it to weed earlier as a bit, but it's definitely more of 
it's more of a weapon. It's it's definitely treated as such, and that's why they think of this as the Jade War. There's the proxy war, which I just think is kind of a delicious. I mean, it's again historical time period. It fits with kind of our estimation that we made early on. You know, what if Vietnam, but we were arming both sides, very similar to more similar to the Korean War, and yeah. Dog. I, for whatever reason, I am just imagining because of the parallels that we've drawn to it as a drug and Espena as like, we'll call it the United States for this scenario. Do you think there could be any sort of jade based MK Ultra? <laughs> I hope so. One would assume. <laughs> One would assume. Or just like secret operations by the Espenian government to make Delta jade fever on unsuspecting populations to drive up the demand for jade a month's tomb not the Kekanese population because they could handle it but like wouldn't that be that'd be a very effective way to destabilize Taitan because it has like a sort of very rigid structure of who gets jade and who doesn't Mm-hmm. And so if you were like, hey, everybody should have, like, they did a little, like, socialist jade revolution going on, that could be yeah. fun. I was thinking if they, like, powderized jade and put it in the water supply of, like, All right. a medium-sized okay, jade. <laughs> All right, PJ. That's not the type of conspiracy corner. Scarecrow. Turned into a Batman villain. Very suddenly. Yeah, I mean... I, I again, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the way this chapter ends with that final authority discussion of like her being the badass, the queen badass, no one can fucking mess with me. We don't care what the pillar says. Also, Hilo would resent being here to begin with. You can yeah, talk that to was you. Funny. Yeah, like he'd rather do anything else. Anything else but this. Trust me, you want to be talking to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hilo will just kill you. <laughs> right. Ooh. And also, like, just another just a great look for no peak i feel like that they have that like like it's not a power struggle but like everybody has their role and is comfortable in it and is like in, empowered to perform the utmost response like their responsibility to the peak of what it could be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do we know who their betters are these two men like what rank the are they in it's an ambassador and a colonel and the colonel is like the guy that's running the military outpost. That's and right. Cooking by the fried chicken. Kcon. PJ. <laughs> nice PJ. Nice. <laughs> I Sanders. Have a, I have a question for y'all. Yes, Thomas. Is the ambassador good at his job or is he just a terrible Nepo hire? Yeah. He was very bad. We don't yeah. know who he's related to, but probably a Nepo. Well, baby. I meant not Nepo purely, but like he donated a ton of money to the pre- the premier. And then all of a sudden, now he's ambassador. Yeah. By the way, Did, Thomas, it seems the, like that term is offensive to people who benefited from nepotism. Yes. Yeah. The nepo babies. Sorry. <laughs> I think they're okay. <laughs> Everyone, benefits Everyone in succession about is it. doing fine. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> interesting <laughs> because, <laughs> like, you know, obviously, Kacon seems to like it should have been an important ally all along, at least for the Jade region reason. Right, and he's like, "Ah, this guy gave me a lot of money. He can be the ambassador." And he doesn't there. know mm-hmm. anything about it. Yeah, real world parallels, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps who could say? The <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely the parallels. 
there. The final thing that I wanted to remark upon this chapter was the trade that is actually made, right? And this idea of the gift that's given and, and sort of the expectation that this is not information that you're purchasing. This is something that I'm wanting honored in, in a trade in a Future trade agreement, favor. effectively. Yeah. I want you to open this up so that we can do work and our companies can expand into other territory. And this is, right. I think, the most schemey Shay's ever been. Yes, I love how she kind of stepped around that. Sneaky, sneaky, right? And like them offering the money like multiple times kind of. And she's like, yeah, I could accept this money. But she like deftly she, she like, like made through it. that, yeah, like worked through that with them. And so that they weren't like offended, but at the same time, they're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Well, I think they are way more uncomfortable with like a open-ended favor that may or may not be passed by their superiors. Then like, I think they'd be more comfortable with a one-to-one exchange. Oh, here's info. Here's right. money. We're done. Mm-hmm. We don't transactional. We don't have to, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they probably feel a little indebted now to her. But she like took that burden off of them when kind of where she's like, that's all you have to do. You just have just to mention it. it. Yeah. And so that was, I thought that was well done. Yeah. I thought it was pretty expertly done on the part of Fonda Lee here. And, sh- and she's done similar things in the past. And I, I'm, I can't call upon exactly what I'm remembering, but I know that something like this has happened before. But the fact that she very expertly explained the gift thing, the chapter before when they were talking about the the jade or the the green tea kettle mm-hmm. as the gift, and like got a little bit of that like initial explanation of the gift giving custom before getting into this like very important plot device. It's it's not quite a gift. Chekhov's gun, but it is similar to Chekhov's gun. Yeah, mm. she PJ does that all the time and it's so cool like she here's a here's a little nugget boom explosion it pays off breadcrumbs baby Mm -hmm. she's really the city of alexandria (laughs) that's me sometimes the two of you say shit and i have no idea what you're talking about no that's okay i do that on purpose okay you ever heard of the wonders i try not to i've been to a lot of them have you (laughs) you've been to way more than i have which is to say (laughs) zero two know what the wonders of the world are <laughs> great wall maybe it's about the only one there i can think of i have really? there's natural the wonders and there are created wonders yeah, there's, there's so natural wonders and man-made wonders which are I'm, important i'm so propaganda <laughs> all right yeah pj is natural hanging gardens <laughs> he's lighthouse built. mausoleum no, for statue zeus temple <laughs> painting gardens of babylon As which PJ obviously no live. one has visited pj well, is a wonder of the world library of alexandria I am the cross section of the Venn diagram of the natural and created wonders of the world. <laughs> right, so oh, the ninth, you're the ninth wonder of the world. Speaking of nine, <laughs> chapter nineteen hey. wow. in Libon. Good, good job. Great work. Wow. That was good. Thank you. The pillar and pillarmen of No Peak arrive in Steppenland and immediately proceed to Annie's house. Annie's house pick up to Amy's house to discuss the future of Jan Nicolas. Despite every effort by Hilo, Amy remains opposed to the idea of returning to Jan Loon with her son, and just when things appear to be heading towards a head, 
Her boyfriend, Lawrence, returns home. Lawrence, pick up. Lawrence seems much more open to the idea of Nito spending part of the time in Jan Loon, and he dominates the conversation despite Aini's attempts to quiet him. Hilo, Tar, Aini, and Lawrence agree to reconvene in three days to discuss further their situation over dinner. Okay, first, where do we think that step and land is? Like, where does it land? Okay, but That's first, great. before your first is step and land reminds me of the Mary Poppins song <laughs> with the chimney sweep step in time. It's like the tap number. Oh, yeah. Yep, it is. Find it? Step in yep. time, step in time. Mm-hmm. And, okay, now your first, your first point. Where do you think it's at? On the map, you know, a lot of, no, a lot I of mean, theories. Like, oh, it's equivalent. Parallel, yeah. My yeah. Nordic weather. vibes. I, the accent's very Nordic in the book. A little Nordic, actually. I don't know why I said very. Oh it's yeah, the like a Sweden Norwegian type situation. Lor- yeah, but Lors, he's also speaking. Lars reminds me of Lars in the Real Girl. Mm-hmm. Great movie about a man fucking a sex doll. No, it's his girlfriend. <laughs> It is his girlfriend. Uh, but Lars sounds Nordic. <laughs> I know Lars. it's Lars, but... It's close. Libon made me think Lisbon, which made me think Spain or, or Portugal or Spain. Uh-huh. But that doesn't... Nothing else Given really equated to that. the red-headed nature, I was somewhere between Ireland and the Nordic. Like, somewhere in that reach of the European cultures. I think very clean airport and also lures of it all points to Nordic. Points to Ikea. I really enjoyed lures. Yeah. Affable guy. Little <laughs> it misogynistic. It sucks but... that Tar is going to kill him. I uh, know. I felt he's, bad. He's, he's a little bit of a murdered. piece of shit, but he's an acceptable piece. There are worse people in the world for sure. <laughs> he's like, I love said. taking my foreign wife home as like this souvenir. <laughs> a pat on the ass. And that's oh, a little, that that's that a little, part was a little gross. Yeah. That was my very gross. Was the worst thing he said. Sorry, we're getting yeah. ahead. I think that was, yep. you know, he's speaking in his however many languages he, he speaks, probably a bunch. He's speaking in a different language. He calls her a flower. I think I it's, it's like a bit. Yeah. He's trying to do a bit, but it's like. But it's a bad you know, bit. It's a little too rehearsed. It's a <laughs> right. little like, okay, not that and funny, maybe. In dude. his defense, I'm sure he can feel the like horrible tension. And Amy's over here like, don't kill Lors. I felt like him. he couldn't like, feel the tension at all. Dumb, he fucking, was so I also like. Got that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like once Hilo started talking, he was like, "Oh, this guy's cool." Yeah, like, sorry, yeah, sorry, new friend. Yeah, like, I'll send my sorry I stole your brother's wife, Hilo. So okay, I don't want to get ahead. I don't want to get ahead. Yeah. We are doing yeah, it. Yeah. I guess just so we can skip lures and talk about him. Like, just finish <laughs> it up now. I did think the whole thing is like, oh, you know, he's one of ours. Like, you know, I don't. Families are messy. He's my son. I don't yeah. care. And then he's like, although. Wouldn't it be the end of the world if he's out of here? For yeah, half exactly. Year? We're going to be raising our actual kids, <laughs> and he's pretty tolicky now that you mention it. I don't know. He was like, like oblivious yeah. to the Hilo thing, so that that part I enjoyed. I did not like the the taking my foreign bride home thing was kind of icky. Was it was majorly icky. icky. But uh, do you think he whittles those like statues of bears out of wood stumps? I've got one of those. But <laughs> yes. It's an eagle. You just so. seem like one of those people that's like so like dumb. Like they just are happy all the time, you know. And they're they don't understand how terrible <laughs> life is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Solid IQ of ninety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> I can't place it, but the oh, no, actually, I can place it. Never mind. But he goes, oh, 
It's like he says it in the audiobook, but I says it just like Sean Spencer in an episode of Psych. I was gonna say doing like a, uh, when he's pretending butt, to be I'm Norwegian. Frozen. Yes, it's that it's too. the shop dude yes. from Frozen. Yes, it's, it's the that same guy. Better. Same guy, Aaron. I'm so with you. I was gonna say that. I'm so glad Yoo-hoo. you did. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Some hoots on sale. I don't know what he's. I have it's seen it. Very your nephew on sale. I'm not a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're at your nephew for free, fifty percent of the time. Yeah, and then I enjoyed maybe just, more like okay. him being like, "Well, that actually sounds pretty great. We could get rid of him for a while. It's like we have our own kids. Who knows? He could have come <laughs> home lit from work. He does stay at work late, <laughs> yeah. apparently. He's yeah, having a great time. He just." I don't know. He came off to me as like very oblivious and yeah, de- yeah. definitely an airhead. Yep. But you kind of like yeah. just pat him on the head. You, you bless your heart mm-hmm. type situation. And like really, Amy, you pick this this goon. <laughs> yeah, Amy, goofball over. Yeah, I don't. She is tough. Even though, yeah, we'll get to it. But okay, so Hilo and Tar drop by. Obviously, bringing Tar weird choice he <laughs> yeah. learns from it in the subsequent <laughs> chapter he notices she seems to be expecting someone and then later on you know he's like target drained she seems a little nervous about that too i was wondering if that stood out to anybody if maybe you had some conspiracy corners about that maybe you were like you know obviously she's nervous nothing to read into i i took that as her being nervous that tar would go like back to where the baby is because she knows mm-hmm. how fast green bones are mm. she's like okay mm-hmm. yeah i get that's kind of that, what i yeah i took it as like a normal jumpiness mm-hmm. and her expecting someone i think she's waiting thinking Laura's Laura's is gonna coming want home it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah makes sense as well why is especially because he comes so quickly like mm-hmm. yeah like after yeah it's because green well, just bones so, are so typically i violent. didn't reread jade war Right before we did this, like I did Jade City. And so I forgot what was going on. And I was like, ooh, what's up with that? So I was wondering if it stuck out to anybody else. It's definitely suspicious for sure. And you can understand Amy's reaction throughout this entire scene to everything that's going on. She genuinely thinks that her child is going to be taken from her in this Mm -hmm. moment. And Hilo is not trying to do that at all to his credit. He is actually trying to negotiate something that's reasonable for the family. And I think it's, 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 mind. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's well, that reasonable. <laughs> One it's, thing it's that not that unreasonable. It's bad shit. It's, it's hard to as as the, the divorced kid of the podcast. <laughs> this is very just reasonable. Give me your kid, but like so fifty percent of the time, even though his dad's dead, and I'm just the uncle. Yeah, I, I didn't think, get that. I think you needed to yeah. let it go. I didn't think it was reasonable. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think that you're broken. <laughs> I think it's no. I think it's you're not so wrong. I think part of it, okay. is and then you start laughing like that. <laughs> I think part of it is like the breakup of everything too. So like Cross and I feel like when we were at this point, we're very attached to Hilo, and so we're like, of course, what he's thinking it makes sense. We like yeah. this guy. Like we're giving him more benefit of the doubt. I mean, I can like I can and you like sit with your thoughts and stew on them for a while. Right. I can understand where he's coming from and like why he would want. Or why he what? thinks it's reasonable. Yes, and why he right. thinks it's reasonable and why he wants that specific thing. But I don't think she owes him a damn thing. Mm-hmm. True, for sure. And 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 like when she says, I don't owe you a damn thing, basically, like he needs to just 
accept that. Not kill her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came into this like a no- negotiation. Like he came into this like the pillar. Mm-hmm. But, and, and he was looking after like the assets of the family. Yes. As opposed to like saying like, hey, we'd love for to have a relationship Nico to him. have yeah. like have exposure to his heritage. Yeah. We'll happily keep him for a few months a year. If you ever want to send him, like we'll, we'll house him. We'll teach him. We'll be with him. We'll, we'll show him around for any amount of time, but like not say, yeah, we're taking him for half the time or right. You're moving here and you don't have a choice. So, like he doesn't have any leverage to do that. Right. So PJ, what you're saying is like, cause he does say those things, but he says it like, we'll do this not well we would like to do this because exactly it's almost gotcha. passive aggressive in the way that it's put like the whole conversation is definitely I'd say status it's aggressive play. aggressive well <laughs> i don't yes it is aggressive aggressive but it's all subtext like everything yeah, is subtext, subtext from Hilo. so it's like right in the same way that so, passive aggressiveness is subtext so it's like he i feel like he feels like you know obviously he's being reasonable he's putting her at ease and taking everything, but he doesn't understand that inherently his presence is a threat and that inherently right. every action he takes is violence. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, I'm being chill and I'm being mellow. Everything's cool. I'm asking, Just you know, being like, I'm there saying it's a like violent this, but, act to her right. at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what he's unable to understand yeah. about why she's immediately freaked out. He's like, Hey yeah. man, I'm just coming to and talk his, to you. His empathy stops at his understanding of the world so like he can't <laughs> even fathom why she wouldn't want to be in KCON right and not have him be a gangster he, like <laughs> yeah he like he, he can't even like empathize with her because he can't even, even imagine a world where that would be okay right to mm-hmm. like stay I where that, they are right and I, th- I think even looking at his internal monologue about it all he has no respect for her in the slightest. Like he, he mentions not having any intention of letting lores into, into the clan. And then also says something along the lines of no risk, no self-respecting green would mm-hmm. ever touch her. Like, yeah. What, what is going on in his head? Like, well, where does he think that well, this think is going? Thomas said, like he's, co- well. or someone said he's collecting the assets. Like this Jay, just yeah. nailed it. Yeah. yeah. So also though, like I think one thing we've seen. Hmm, so depending on the person, Hilo is able to understand people sometimes, unless it's Andon. And in this case, Amy. But he sees to the heart of the matter very often, I feel like. And so, you know, she's very shallow. She cheated on his brother. I think it's hard it'd be very hard for anyone in that circumstance to have a favorable opinion of her. And like rude to his wife, like she's dug herself a deep hole. But so she, I do get, she doesn't he's overly owe, dismissive of her point Hilo of view. Anything, right? Right. Like he's he has no excuse to be so dismissive of her point right. of view when it comes to her child. I just understand why, from like understanding Hilo as we do, why he would think the way he does. I can agree with that. I I just I can't imagine a scenario where he. Th- didn't go into this intending to spring this on her and intending for it to be a threat. I don't because so because actually, of question. going in with Mektar and not sending a letter ahead of his arrival. 
Okay, so I have a question based on that. In at least the Red Rising series, the narrator narrators famously very unreliable, right? Do we think that is the case here at all? Wait, oh, you mean the main character perspective? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Do we think we have unreliable narrators here? Because, like, if not, we can only go off of what we read Hilo's intentions are. And so, like, if he's not trying to be threatening... Like he, he's. I think he himself just. Not trying to be I, I agree. I, I don't think he understands the implied threat of just his presence. Sometimes, like, <laughs> especially in this situation. Like, I think, I think he thinks he's in a foreign land talking to Lon's ex-wife. He's quote unquote family or was, you know. Like, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't he's think that being he's very understanding. Reasonable. He's yeah, being exactly. overly reasonable. Right. Even. He thinks overly. on his end he's being overly reasonable, yeah. yeah. And like he doesn't understand that there's just an implied threat of his presence there. Yeah. <laughs> I come he's to not you Italian. Trying to take <laughs> the child away from you. This is how you treat me. <laughs> on the day of my child's birth or the yeah. day of the Ordecon war <laughs> doesn't even have the decency to call him the pillar <sighs> yeah fair point no I I think this chapter again I love this set of chapters specifically in, in this kind of like three or four chapter split because it puts so much pressure on Hilo and I really think that Hilo was trying to do the right thing before we get him, him, him doing the hey, most Cross, wrong save that thing thought. We'll talk about it. Save that thought because it's it's just it's later. No, I I just mean that I think that he was being very reasonable trying to negotiate. I think this is the most reasonable version of Hilo that we've ever seen in a negotiation ever. Yeah. Going in, he's trying and yeah, so he's willing to accept literally someone that he was going to hunt down and kill into the family and take Mm -hmm. them back. Right. And and the person that cheats on them. Like that's crazy for Hilo. Yeah. That is why this is my favorite chapter of the section because he does so well and it's like, oh my God, looked at the growth for our guy. And then even initially in chapter 21, looked at the growth for our guy. It seems like he's handling everything well, but then how that ends is so heartbreaking. And so just like, what? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this, I was still like proud of like the way Hilo was acting in this chapter. Like, how? Because we know that he could go off at any time. Just because of what he used to be capable of yeah. and what you know, like how much he's like holding himself back and like mm-hmm. how like, like Cross said, like, acknowledges how it. reasonable he's trying to be, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how says, quote unquote reasonable he yeah, thinks right. he's being. It's not, it's not reasonable by most people's standards, but it is yeah. by Hilo's standards. Yeah. So. <laughs> and <Right>. Also, <laughs> do we, what do we think he like, did he run this plan by Shay? Because when obviously encourages him to do it, Absolutely not. Brains tar with him. I think you're right. But Shay knows. <laughs> Probably, but Shay yeah. knows. So Shay like, knows, there's, there's a not. question. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. And then it's also, it's like, should he have, like, obviously him and Shay both can't be out of the country, but like, I don't know. Could he have brought a woman with him? Should Wen have come with him? I guess she couldn't travel. She's very she's pregnant. Like very, but like, yeah. what are we doing here? Blowing up. We're gonna send the, she's probably blowing like, up. The two most threatening men in Taitan. Right. Like, hey, we're here for your child. We just want to meet the nephew. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I'm curious if Shay would have a sim- similar sentiment around having the child there. I think she'd be more understanding that a mother doesn't want to just send her kid off. Right. 
Um, right. But, but the idea was for them to come back, like for, for Amy to come back too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, that seemed like so unreasonable. Like the only, I just don't think she was ever going to do that. And I can, I can well, she might've so done that when Lon was, when she wrote the first letter, when Lon was, well, alive. even what she says there as her explanation that like, as soon as she said, it, I was like, Oh, that makes total sense. Like mm-hmm. she was feeling yeah. low. She was lonely. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. One thing I think maybe helps contextualize it sort of is this is a messy analogy, but last book we touched on that the calls are a pseudo royal family. And so it's like, you know, she has an heir to what would be the pillardom, maybe, you know, like someone in the midst, a high profile green bone, son of a son, like all the things that it laid out what Nito is. And so I feel like it would make sense for them to be like, well, yeah, dub, he has to be raised. Like, especially for, you know, green bones love green bones. They love that they wear green. They love all that. Like, it made sense that he'd be like, yeah, why would he be raised with foreigners? We don't like them. Why would he not wear green he's like a bad motherfucker like what's up also he's a college <laughs> just, kid so naturally yeah. he's inclined to war and yeah prone to be more powerful green bone as we learned good callback what was the other thing I had? the the specific use of the word colicky i think is is so mm-hmm. well utilized yeah across this oh so what did lores lores had something to say Lors had a lot to say, but a lot of it was garbage. <laughs> what was it? 90 IQ. Hold on. This wasn't a, this wasn't <laughs> a bullshit. Oh, he touches on when he's discussing, you know, it's just his verbal vomit about everything given <laughs> Hilo, all the mm-hmm. data. He's touches on, he's like, Amy, oh, worried everyone's going to be ashamed of us, doesn't even contact with her friends or family from K-Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, he's, he's clear like, why don't you tell him? Like, he, Come on, babe. Yeah, he doesn't do anything <laughs> at all. He has no worry. Elmo. Lawrence has no worry. He's too, literally too dumb to worry. <laughs> like he just, he, but it's also it's sad. Just like she's clearly trapped. Well, maybe not trapped, but she's with a man who had, hasn't taken the time to understand fundamentally her culture. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And maybe I mean, she hasn't tried to explain it, but like it's just a tough look. It is very. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah, a lot to offer. She's clearly though trying to like. I wonder if forget Kaycon and all the fighting and mm-hmm. you're you're totally right. It's it's the difference between okay, this is going into his own analogy. It's the difference between seeing her as a jewel and a piece of jewelry. Right. So like a jewel is a thing that you set into something else and that you adopt into yourself. But a piece of jewelry is something that you were representing and taking on as like a full embodiment of whatever it represents aesthetically. So like he he sees her more as an object versus a, a whole piece a piece of art a piece of culture there's my metaphor i had it at three negronis so we're we're there you are there you are that's it that's, that's what yeah. you get for me you're not quite done okay man. That back. this is tequila but <laughs> <laughs> it's so sipping tequila <laughs> yeah no the negroni um, is gone i had an extra ounce so it was actually it was four but we're fine it's eh? this is a show it's the 420 show it's so. thursday Mm-hmm. I don't have anything important um, at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yes, PJ. I do want to push back a little bit on the idea that she wants to forget KCON in general. She wants to forget her time as a call because mm-hmm. she like she says that other friends reached out to her and told her about Lon. 
Mm. It wasn't the family, but like she has friends that are in the know on KCON. Well, I think that that's she's still in, in contact relation with. to the shame. It's in relation to the shame that she experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm saying like she's not trying to completely abandon her home or her culture. Mm-hmm. She's she's just trying to forget the calls specifically. It's fair. All right. Do we feel good? That's all I got. Chapter 19. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think we did a good job. It feels good, but we did a good job. All right. Chapter 20. Complications. We return to Shay and Marrow lying in bed and opening up to each other more and more about their lives and the potential future together. After, Shay heads to work and has a tough encounter in which Woon pours his heart out for display. Before the dust is fully settled on that conversation, Hami interrupts and we learn that war has broken out in Ortico, that Ite and Stone have both addressed the nation in their own ways. This is, in many ways, a fascinating chapter. We get a lot on Marrow. We get a lot on sort of the war. We finally figure out like the background of what Woon really feels and how that's impacting him on a day-to-day basis. There's a lot. Where do we want to start? Poor Woon Poppy. <laughs> Poor Woon Poppy. Oh, saying yeah. a different tune on all Woon, huh? Poor Widow Woon Poppy. <laughs> it was kind of a sad boy Woon moment. I was like, was. oh, he's just a sad boy. He's not a spy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even capable of being a spy. What he's a, just what a simp. He's just a total simp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolute simp. I do go from like, he's the mastermind to like, aw. Poor simp little he's guy. Just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's part poor of his dude. plan. Does that mean Aaron has to take a shot? Is that a not yet. No? Not yet. You gotta wait okay. for it to pay off properly. Some of these are long bets. <laughs> she thought it paid off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I, was tough. Tough moment for Wynn. Tough for Shay, too. Yeah, it's yes. like, how, she, she how is she supposed that. to do her job with all these thirsty men around right. her? Right. I mean, she can't help being awesome. So it's like, do any of you. I'm so and hot. hot. Yeah. yeah. Do any What'd of you, have, you, Thomas? Do any of you watch New Girl? Hell yeah. You yeah. have one. Okay. So, like, all of it? Yeah. More than okay. once. Enough. Okay. I cut so my bangs later seasons, when it first came out. That's how much oh, I liked it. God bless. It just reminds me of a scene where like Winston's top partner, Allie, thinks he's going to fall in love with her. And he's like, ain't nobody want your babies? And then falls in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know why. That's that's the parallel I got. That's when parallel? just like, yeah. down bad. And he's, down he's bad the... Sure. I, I think we made like the side comment and both, I think... I, I think it was Aaron that led this on, but like the falling in love with like your brother's friends, right? But this is like the reverse of that because he's a decade older. And it wasn't until they worked together at the very least, which is some good news, of course, on that side of things. But, you know, of course he feels immediate shame as a part of that that barrier. Yeah, because he's supposed Long to be Lon's friend. Yeah. Not Long's cool, bro. Breaking Don't the, shit where you eat. Win. Breaking the bro code. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> the, like, because we... We see the employees here, right? Do you think they're shipping it on like some of them are like, ooh, Woon and Shay, and they're like, they're that little betting pools. Well, Hila was. Or are they opposed to it? I don't think yeah, anybody... the whole family kind of giggled about it. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's making fun of Woon being fucking Tough. floating in the air That's with it. hearts above his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <Poor> <laughs> Following <laughs> Shay around. <laughs> Shot with Cupid's arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and then Shay being oblivious to it, so I think that's the that to mm-hmm. me is the office office gossip. Yeah, 
I just wanted to make a shipping on Ship Street joke. That's all. I, that's all. I <laughs> oh, sorry. Shipping Street. Yeah. There's that's I better mean, PJ. Okay, so we've got Wound. We've got Hami. Who do we ship with Shay and Marrow? Hami isn't Hami married? Sure, He's but let's just say <laughs> Hami. I Hami doesn't. I don't think he likes Shay. No, definitely not. He Hami. lost respect for Show. Yeah, he did. He definitely tough, did. Tough moment. It's a reflection of, of the moment. Yeah. I Ooh. think Shay is with the man that she's supposed to be with right now. I would agree. Yeah. Mero continues to be a stand-up fella. Love the honesty from him. You know, he's not afraid yeah. to admit even that he's insecure. Yeah. Love that for him. Love that. Definitely want to dive into that insecurity because we discovered the truth about Mero that he himself is a half-bone in massive quotes because of course that's used as like a derogatory term to refer to gangsters that are Shatarian, but he is a Shatarian blood. Yeah. Blend. Yeah. I don't love that I said blend, but here we are. But he makes It's like a wine blend. Cabernet Cacon. Like what the fuck am I saying? All right. This is this is the Negroni. Drunk cross. Yeah. Well, I'm not a liability this week. You know, I'm also not questions yet a liability. So we're doing fine, maintaining, managing. We're good. But I think that he also makes a great sort of juxtaposition against Andin. Because they have sort of opposite notes given their bloodline, which even Shay brings up, and the differences in the way that they've accepted their heritages and even like chase them down in the way that they've approached them. You know, Andin actively denounced and did not want to go to Hispania despite being exiled. Meanwhile, Mero has actively sought out his younger sisters. Right. And it seems like he got something positive out of it. Seems like maybe yeah. Mero's a little smarter than Andin. Right. Also older. Hey, let's not yeah. like also let's, let's back wiser, up. He's yeah. older. Also, I would agree. He has a PhD. He didn't and find out until later in life. Yeah. Andon right. constantly points out how dumb he is himself. So, you know. Well I think we can give Merrill credit for being smarter. Andon may do that, but I went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> he still needs more more I don't know. He needs hugs. He needs some love. Yeah. We don't want to start it. I can't start back in on Andon. That boy Woon should go join Andon and Spenny and get the fuck out of town. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sad boy Union. Yeah. Fallout Woon. Yeah. I was in love Fall once. <laughs> Composed of of Corey Woon and Andon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Corey seems but fine. Imagine like that story of like, hey, Woon, why are you still in this job like 20 years later? Oh, I tried to resign, but then war broke out during the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, I had the hots mean? for my boss. <laughs> yeah. I was so sad about the hots yeah. for my boss. I Does had to he... quit. I had a question. That was down bad about this. So he leaves with her, right? Doesn't he drive her home? Wound or sorry, Marrow? Wound, yeah. Wasn't that like he? Oh, always Mar- left yeah. Marrow always her drives her home. Yes, that yeah. was the thing. Wound drives her home, right? Not Wound stays yes, late. Wound. To drive oh, her you home. said Marrow. Right. And then, but like, die. is he driving her to Marrow's house? 
No, no she's taking the train. She's that taking the train. Thank you. I missed that. That would have sucked so bad. I was like, <laughs> no. Just, she's like, but she smells. Smell on me. Yeah, that was that yeah. was that moment she in the smells morning. Stank. Stank. Then a shower. I need to hear a shower. That the university, God, what's it called? University Jan something or other. Stank. Jan Loon Academy. Mm, oh, Royal yep, Academy. Jan Loon Royal, Royal Academy. Yep, Royal Academy. UJA stank. Uh, so obviously, I, I brought up the sisters, of course, and the, the heritage. Did you guys have any thoughts on the way the mayor approaches that or the siblings that he has, like the, the love they're in? I mean, obviously, we saw it previously in previous weeks, but did you guys have any thoughts on the way that he thought about his heritage and his father? I thought it was great that he embraced it. I don't know. I just It feels like, I don't know just made him seem like very real as a character and yeah. like somebody that's like going through something and like has had complicated feelings about it and has worked through those and like is still working through some of them, but has had something really positive coming out of it with his and nieces. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool that it's clearly such a big part of who he is and he's wanting to share that with Shay. Yeah. Just showing their increased levels of intimacy right the amount of the the amount that he's showing himself to her at this point is is cool like that's their relationship is deepening good to see i'm really hoping and i want to believe that it is just this natural progression of open honesty and like this is the right time to share all of this information and I'm hoping it's not a a play at being or seeming more open and get, catching her off guard. Like I, I hope it's not some subterfuge plot. Are you in a conspiracy spiral? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seems like it. Yeah, I am. Like, why is he being so honest? It, He's up to some. I don't know. For for whatever reason, it struck me as out of place. But also, we. They've been fucking. It's been months. They've been together for months, and it's just been some time jumps, and we haven't like gotten to see the full progression of their conversations, and we see like major points, right. which makes sense and is fine. It's just tickling that sort of like too much good information and too much open honesty. What could have like, been going too on much in the background? Presenting himself in the way that he needs to be presented for whatever reason. And I'm hoping that's not the Conspiracy case. Conspiracy corner. Do you sure. want to make a bet? Ooh. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Does Aaron feel like making a bet? No, I was trying to catch PJ in a bet. Mm, all right, I'll take it. You know what? I'll I'll do it. It's had just enough weed and alcohol to. <laughs> to bet. So basically, your bet <laughs> is that there oh, is a bad guy. Not necessarily a bad guy. I think Marrow has ulterior motives for this relationship with Shay. Who's a bad guy? This is against Aaron. Yes. And I think Marrow is who he, he is. Who he says he is. I think he's a genuine good boy. He's a good boy. Okay. All right. It's taken down in the logs. We've got Marrow as a bet between you guys. We are not partaking in this one. So we'll we'll punish ourselves if we feel like it, but like we're not. <laughs> You know. We should add like a weird chant every time we make a bet with like bet bet like bet 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 bet. Anyway, workshop it. We'll workshop yeah. it. Bat yeah, yeah, that was very that creative. 
I have the sound <laughs> editing permission, so I'll make it work. It'll be fine. We'll put in. The, it'll re-record an entire <laughs> fucking song. You along with like accompaniments. I sound editing like permission like for a, your own podcast. Oh wow, crazy! I was thinking more like a. Here lies the bet where we all agree mm. on the bet. I was thinking like White oh, like Lotus or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like White Lotus theme intro style <laughs> and sacrificial sort of no. sort of thing. Yeah, we of course. Of course. All right, Very just bad. to just to end the chapter because we're practically there, but the very end of the chapter Outside of, we obviously, we skipped over, like, the nipple licking and some of the attractive shit that happens between Marrow and <laughs> whoa, them. Like, whoa, that's, that was it's not very, attractive. It's, hey, it's cute. That was not attractive. It's attractive. I'm out. How dare you? I think it's great. I think that it's well incorporated it a into ni- a real uh, conversation. nipple flick, tongue flick. It was a tongue flip thought, on the nipple, and then it was an ass grab, and, like, it was all I very good. I thought that good. part was cute. That part was cute. The nipple was, licking I did not appreciate. You're, well, you're an ass man. Well... Uh, <laughs> he also so grabs her breast. We really want to impress. Grabs her breast to lick his nipple a little bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so <much. laughs> You're done. Back. <laughs> Where do I'm you want to get start? Thomas on the record on that? Play Aaron's cross. questions. What? Yeah, Aaron. <laughs> repeat like your question for Thomas. Said Thomas. Okay. It sounds like you're an ass man. Scholars have argued. You know. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Needs> to say. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi, Mom. It's going to kill me forever. <laughs> We're supposed to contain adult content. Specifically not for our moms. Despite the fact that I know that my mom also listens to every episode. I just, I've stopped caring. You want to hear the butt plug conversation? Subscribe to Patreon, Mom. You got to pay for it. <laughs> got to pay for it. Just like everybody else. Yeah. No, but I, I love I love the way that it just feels naturally intimate and it, it feels great. And then we obviously I, I just want to make sure that we didn't skip that. We don't have to talk about it. But I love that that happens and it feels natural. And I think a lot of stories miss that out from a writing perspective. I honestly flashed like Pierce Brown, like, God damn it, what I wouldn't give for a, a Mustang and Darrow scene that is not identical, but similar in the way that they would share their affection for each other. But that said, I do love the way that this ends with with Ike and Stone's addresses. What do you make of their dualistic approaches to the way that they approach the nation as gold and jade? I think Ike's on it and she's politicking and winning both sides of this. I thought her, yeah, her address is really good. The Stone's was very political, just like very playing both sides of the situation. But yeah, I I feel like was like he connected with the people. The fact that she was able to get like no peak men to like hear to what she was saying. That's pretty impressive. Fuck those guys. And they're like, yeah. <gasps> fuck Oops. them. I mean, it can I I have a hard time faulting them for it. Though. Yeah, she was speaking like, to the heart, right? And speaking about external conflict like it's almost like it kind of dissolved that inherent hatred between the tribes it was a green bone issue not a an inherent mountain or no peak issue yeah right Mm -hmm. good honor for it but it's definitely fuel for a flame her argument of 
of joining the clans because that seems to have started to bubble back up after last week. Cool. Love that. Punctuating the whole thing. So, Cross, let me let me just say something, Twitch. Of course. Give you a lot of malarkey coming from me towards you, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. But let me just say, love the way you framed that last question. Good job by you. Well, thank you. It's like a backhanded compliment. It it did only because only because you typically deal backhanded compliments as jokes. So I appreciate it though because that felt I, always, I can understand that it was genuine. So it was genuine. I always we're, compliment we're in the clear. my, my we're people in the clear. when I compliment everybody. Whenever y'all make good points, I shout it out. Yeah, that's all. I think that just speaks to how infrequently we make good points yeah how infrequently i make good points i guess i complimented aaron like 10 minutes ago that's yeah, she deserves it all the time best, though. But... <laughs> well i can't be over praising aaron calls the rest of us real. out on our shit at any moment ad nauseum ben laughs hysterically when we get called out on our ben shit. ben is let me pay ben a compliment best podcast partner because here's the thing. He I sells agree. your jokes phenomenally. Right here. Phenomenally. <laughs> he I'm does just all the like, work, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't help but, like, eat I my just own meant, paper like, right like here, two, which two is people. just filled with notes. Listen, Cross be noting. I yeah, never I'm not doing your noting. Cross is doing, Cross and Thomas are doing the work on this one. I'm in a, yeah, I just meant part. for, like, a conversation. I appreciate you, Thomas. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay. Anyway, I'm that gonna Arnold just Palmer is die. really getting to your heart. Apparently, I'm just going to die three sizes alone without any friends. <laughs> We're going to go into chapter 21, and Crossland is going to grab just a smidge more tequila. Okay. Uh-oh. Goodbye. So y'all hate me. PJ is high. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking in the third person. <laughs> this is. Like, I was responding to you talking in the third person, dick. The energy is crazy. PJ's high. Cross is drunk. I'm dying. Ben and Aaron are responsible. What's happening? We're drinking high news. I was going to say, I got a little toasty on my... A titsy? My toasty. Well, yeah, I'm on my second. You're on He's your third. He's a bit toasted. Mm-hmm. All right. I drank those two <laughs> high news pretty quickly. It's that funny. worked. Thank you. All right. That, of course, brings us to chapter 21, Change of Plans. Shay phones Hilo with the news about the war, and Hilo declares that he and Tar have to return home. Despite the severity of the situation, he is determined to hammer out an arrangement regarding Nico's future, and so the pair head to Amy's home, only to find her preparing to flee, presumably the country, with Nico once Loris returns from home, or from work. When Hilo presses her, the pair argue, and she launches into an impassioned tirade about how the world perceives Jade. Crestfallen, Hilo asks to see his nephew one last time. Amy refuses, goes to comfort the crying child, and Hilo grabs her, using his channeling abilities to kill her. Hilo and Nikoyan return to Katon, where six weeks later, Wen gives birth to his son, Kal Rulinshin. Tough chapter. Disappointing. Yeah. I feel like I was the Steve Carell gift from the office where he's just like, no, no. I was doing that though. <laughs> I was, what? Was, the minute he walked in <laughs> to the unlocked door, I was like, he's going to kill her. Yeah. I was, I was the framing exactly. of it. You're like, ah, oh. yeah. He noticed they hadn't bad. locked their doors. It's so fucking sad. <sighs> <sighs> so disappointing. 
Like, you know, I'd rather uh, steal mm. this child than let him have his mother. Ugh. And then when the baby's like, Mama, there's Mama. really no way to justify it. It's oh, like, you can't, no. not a single you second know, of it. It was premeditated as far yeah. as I could tell. Yeah. Or at least it wasn't like he did it in a fit of passion. Right. It was cold blood like, for sure. I For sure. The, the only thing that I would add in terms of thought processes on the top end of this is uh, he wasn't of this mind to kill her until he saw the bags. And that's when it seems right. to shift. Where it's like, oh, you weren't even going to entertain the dinner for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I was being like, reasonable. He's like, I'm groveling, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I don't think he went that's, over that's to the house with bar. premeditated murder on the mind. Yeah. But like, yeah, as soon as he opens the door, it's like this is going yeah, down. I think, <laughs> I think he was planning <laughs> to spend like hours there into the night, as long as needed, to hammer it out and leave in the morning. Yeah, and then you know. Things change, gotta adapt. I'm just so disappointed. I, and yeah, it's not like it was she tough. was a bad mother or abusing the child or anything. There's like no yeah, redeeming. Just a mom. Yeah. Which and I not think, that abusive mothers deserve to be channeled into and murdered, but there's you not can't like, even yeah. like, you know, be like, like well, said, yeah. at least the kid's safer now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, which I think the kid's is definitely not safer. It's brilliant writing because there's no outs right and it'd be so easy for her to have given him an out like maybe lores was abusive yeah like, there's so many things she could have done and like he's rescuing the child very from powerful. a situation yeah. yeah no he was clearly the but bad he, guy he still thinks he is rescuing the child from that situation uh, i would argue and that's yeah exactly and that's what's tough and i i genuinely believe that he went into this planning to kill her and take the kid because of a few different things. The fact that he decided to just go in to begin with. And the fact that he had a plan set already for swapping. Like, who would have thought about this after, like, unexpectedly killing somebody or even, like, just coming across this plan to change the names on the plane tickets? And, like, he had a plan for everything that Mctar had to do after this. Like, so, he had this shit down. So, he kills people often. That's <laughs> the point. Second, right. <laughs> Tar already keyed up the changing the flights, so he was already thinking we'd have to change flights, and then he was like, let's okay. transfer tickets. 9-11 doesn't exist in this world. Pretty easy to transfer flights, I'm imagining. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not um, as involved a process as we're thinking. What about just going into the house? You know, sketchy move. He did it last time, too, basically. Yeah. He rolled up. He rolled I, up on I think I agree with Cross. Knocked, like, I think it's the moment he steps in. When he sees the bags. Yeah. He, it says he goes cold. Right. With he, understanding. He was fine until that moment. Yeah. yeah. But okay. he's not consciously planning to kill her before that, but we all know. But like he's definitely. That he's going. <laughs> our, like our the attention. only way to get yeah. his right. way. It's yeah. not unheard of. The only way to get his way is to get rid of Amy. And we know it's that Hilo. Like has to get his way. It was definitely it's always that, on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Delineation right, between like fully me. premeditated versus something that was like this right. is the final checkbox. Murder where it's like you're not going to. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think it was of. always on the it's table like murder to the two. extent. It's not like murder one. Yeah, I feel like murder two, know. murder one. Yep. Yeah, I Which think manslaughter is basically murder three, right? But anyway, manslaughter is like killing, basically, right? Kind of. With like some Can't intention, be. bad negligence right. involved, Drunk that driving. type of thing. Yeah, I'll ask our lawyer. 
So I think that it was always on the table to the extent that he probably hadn't even actually thought about it because it's just like right. inherently on yes, the table. Exactly. Like I would it agree wasn't with even that. a consideration because it was obvious. Yes. Like it's it was um, always on the table because that's who he is and like Yes. And he flew all the way out here. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. going yeah. to leave without him him going this child out there in some way. Was like a some death deal. Exactly. Like and yeah. he did mm-hmm. say he he referred to the disappointment that went like he'd feel disappointed for when if he came back empty handed. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily you think, think happy about what happened. I, I don't know. That was what was so Maybe weird we'll at the end out. there. But yeah, I you don't know, think I it was like, like when meeting. Right. That would have been sick, but who knows? You know, I don't think it was like, Fonda. I'm going out here and if I, if she, like, I'm going to kill her. Like, it's not like that, but it, it was like, it was always on the table. No matter what, like, mm-hmm. he was coming back with some kind of agreement for the child. Like, like one was, of the, like he was just not going to go all the way out there and come back home with nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So I think it's he like always that knew. Meme. Yeah, I'm leaving here with something. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I think the moment it changed, I think it starts obviously with he walks in and they're clearly planning to flee. It's like okay, no matter even if we were to agree to something, I can't trust her. So like unacceptable to him. Line big no no. Number two. I think that once he sees from his perspective how lost she is yeah. with that tirade against, you know, as he says, you know, my father who died for our country, even like she, she did some low blows in. And I think the fact that oh, like yeah, she calls him like it thug. still remains an impassionate murder really just speaks to like. It's. It's like both a kind of a good look because it's like, OK, you didn't fly off the handle and kill her because she said some stuff to him. But it's also it's like. It's crazy that he could just kill her so, but without it raising his pulse. He does kill a lot of people. Yeah. Well, in these types of matters where it's like this type of thing, where it's like so important and so intertwined with like the clan and that kind of thing, like all of that to him is doesn't raise his pulse because that is what it is. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. just he's doing his on his duty. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So skipping back to before the murder, there is some interesting Hilo stuff going on. Obviously, there's the parallels between Hilo and Nico. Both lost their father, bef- like at a young age, without ever knowing them. There's a very sad part. Let's see, so I have a quote here. Like Nico, Hilo had lost his father when he was not even a year old. From all the stories he heard of Tall Ducheron, Hilo had always imagined he would have gotten along with his father, certainly better than he'd gotten along with his grandfather. Nico would never know his father either. Perhaps it was because he was soon to become a parent himself that the thought caused Hilo to grieve for his elder brother in a way that he had not been able to two years ago when war and vengeance and survival had been paramount in his mind. And so, obviously, I feel like that can get lost because of how horrible Hilo is later in the chapter. Mm-hmm. But that part to me was just so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So he finally grieves his dead brother. And just the, from what he, from all the stories he'd heard of Tal Dusharan, Hilo had always imagined he would have gotten along with his father. Right. That's just so sad. Yeah. All well, the things that are hitting in them, him, hitting him in that moment, like so many emotions. Mm-hmm. He's mourning the future that Lon didn't get have right mm-hmm. and then he's he also thinking about his life his own relationship that he could have had with his dad like it's just mm-hmm. there's so much there it's sad. yeah 
you think maybe he'd be like, hmm, maybe, you know, there's some merit to this, you know, live fast, die young. <laughs> live fast, die young. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also in that a little interesting character study for our guy, Tar. He is very childish, I felt like, in his attempts to cheer up Hilo. And then directly yeah. contrasting that is we get like, you know, he's in uh, Steppenland, a foreign nation, doesn't speak the language. He's tailing lures. He's fucking making local connections for business dealings. Like, there's the duality of Tar on full display here as yeah. well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tar is a like, hey person. boss. You want some candy? It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> Look at these guys' weird hair. <laughs> yeah, Tar is funny. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him in this section. We don't really get a ton of his personality before this. And how he was the- like, "You gotta stay in the car because you're scary." He's like, what? <laughs> "He's a he's like what? <laughs> what <do you> mean? <laughs> I'm scary." Poor Tar. Like Cross alluded to in chapter 19 and touched on, there's also like the beauty and horror of how well Hilo handles everything until the moment he doesn't. So I'm just curious, like... I don't know if there's beauty. It's not... I don't feel like he handled it that well. Just like well for him. Yeah. Well, well for him, yeah. It's it's a lot of character growth. You know, C minus. That's what's so tough, tough about the entire thing is like we've seen Hilo turning you know, the page and like turning over a new leaf and coming into his own and then to see him just like backslide like this so quickly is difficult. I'm having a real hard time squaring it. Like like hard to cheer for here. Just like the and in chapter. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, this is way worse. But yes. I like that and it did that to be honest with you guys. What did you say? I like that Andy did that. I was feeling real sick when that was going on that conversation, so I didn't say it, but I, I, I like that Andy fought dudes. Andy's moment for him. feels better than Hilo's does for sure. In this Obviously, yeah. Like, yeah. That's fair. But, but it's, it's a woman in told blood. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to compare the murder or otherwise. It's it's the it's the sort of loyalty to the culture that feels better in the moment. So for yeah. me, it's like, of course, Andy well, misunderstands this, but Hilo isn't actively knows what he's doing. And so I think that that's the difference for me between the two. Okay, but that makes sense. But I mean, Hilo is being just as loyal to the culture <laughs> in his eyes. <laughs> in a very, in his eyes, for sure. Yes, oh, I just like, and yeah. he's also like fucking up. A fa- I just have a such family. a hard time. Yeah, like yeah. he's tearing apart this I just family. Meant as the argument, murdering two sure. people. He's probably going to lie to this child for the rest of their life, like about what happened. And Can't wait they're for never going to know. Yeah. And then they're he's starting this whole thing over again about like people without a father and mm-hmm. yeah, bad boy shit. That's where like, that's where I'm coming up with this. Like he he had a stand-in father figure. Yeah, yeah, they established were, they were exactly. Mm-hmm. And he gets to go on his soapbox and like complain about fatherless children. It's, uh, like he he just caused that. Yeah. Like yes, technically Lon is his father, but Lors was. Lors has been there the whole time. Yeah, there the entire fucking time for two years. Man, this is brutal. Bring bring him in to talk about our bringing. But yeah, no, I I have a tough time. the The thing that gets me out of all of the moments, and I know that we've talked a lot about this, 
is him actually rewriting his name. I think is the one that hits me the hardest is changing it from Nicolas it's to Nico. Young. wild. Like in that <laughs> moment, like, close enough. It's a perfect Cantonese name. Fundamentally denouncing the exception. Yeah, just like erasure. Yeah. Yep. Of like and, and not only that, but like the kid through fits trying to speak Stepanish. Stepanish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he finally gave up because no one could understand. It's like so fucked. Oh, so and just like, yeah, pull Aaron. The erasure of the mom Thanks, and Thomas. just like was tough. Another compliment from Thomas. I'm going to start making checks. Get a gold star to dole them out more often. Yeah, send me a sticker. Yeah, this was just this chapter know, went better than I thought tough. it was going to go. Yeah, content wise, <laughs> tough. I, I was very afraid of anger and but, like overpouring right. of rage. But I think we, we were very we were rational all, about it. Yeah. I mean, it's the not even like the, anger. I'm just like really disappointed. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm, so I'm hitting worse, him. I'm hitting, him, not right, I'm hitting him with yeah. the like, yeah, the parent. Not thing mad. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been more upset myself in this moment than hearing him <laughs> say that. I'm, just, I'm defeated. I'll do better next time. I swear. I promise. I promise. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I'll try. I don't Over. know. <laughs> Three last <laughs> things to touch on if Frostland's done monologuing. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. So, one of the things is, as I was alluding to, you know, content wise, tough chapter, writing wise, brilliant chapter. The way that the death is written, so intimate. We get again that, like, the way the death energy blows back into him and he's bleeding. And he, like, remarks that she's so, like, peaceful and natural in death, which was very weird. Even though but, like, she flings her head sense. back. Yeah. yeah. Her head on his teeth. And, like, he adjusts her arms to look even more natural. Mommy's just, just sleeping. Like, it was and very says intimate she's sleeping for the death scene. That's yeah. Fucked. It was. Yeah, there's a lot of disturbing stuff, obviously. How do you think that would come up on an autopsy? Thank you. That that was my next point. That same because, question. Yeah. yeah, I think especially because he like arranges her so peacefully. That what's he looked? What's he trying to make it look like? Brain Does he know what their autopsy maybe? stuff is going on? Like, I wonder how the channeling physically impacts. Like, did he blow up her heart? Yeah, it probably causes like the like not not one blood clot, but like all a bunch at once that is an interesting mm-hmm. question yeah or is it more like like a seizure like oh, a maybe it's energy the to the brain of the paddles and how like how familiar can steppenland people be with this type of death like right. they probably wouldn't even be able to figure it out like electrocution yeah mm-hmm. yeah i know i was wondering like what is the aftermath of this like like you know family murdered right. child missing yeah and they just had, and they'd have to know, like, the pillar of No Peak was in the country. Like, I don't know. Maybe. But that's like was knowing the godfather is there. You know what I mean? Like, that's, Yeah, maybe not, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we don't have his itinerary. It, it could work. Also, I, if it's, this, it's not, I did look at the map for this one exclusively. Steppenland is pretty far away right. from Katons. It's not yes. like when they would go to the Uwean Islands. I'm it's sure that Katon does not have a very robust extradition policy for I members would of the, <laughs> for the, 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 the golden jade had projected, protected yeah. that principle 
ever for one of the three most powerful <laughs> yeah. people in the country. It's probably like, ah, you know what? We're we good. can't find him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy, he stays here. You can't get him. I'm sorry. I don't know of any one of that description. Hilo. Has call? You call? Are you saying call or call? You, oh, you, you hall. spell it. Can you, can you spell it for me? <laughs> No clue. I'm calling I, you now. <laughs> a man with a bunch of jewels in his chest? No. Nah. That's, that's no one would do that. be a lot of people crazy. around here, to be honest. Well, oh. <laughs> piercings <laughs> are different than embedded jewels. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I'll, take a, I'll take a piercing. Yeah. <laughs> For 3,000, please, Alex. <laughs> over like an embedded um, piece of diamond or something like that in someone's skin. Jesus. Well. All right. Two more notes, rapid fire style. One. You know, obviously, ain't he dead? Lures poor one out for the idiot himself. He's got to die. Hilo says to Tar, which I thought was kind of funny because yes, I feel like he felt like he had to specify this. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He's not so bad. He shouldn't suffer at all. And this just confirms like, yeah, my evaluation him. of Lores. I feel like right, right. It's, it's confirmation. <laughs> Even Hilo was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fine. feel like, yeah, because as you said, Frost, like he was, he wanted to murder him before, and now he's like, ah, he's like, be. he's just a fucking dude. Unfortunately, <laughs> he was a dude a in my way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. he'll know that I was here, so I guess he has to die. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that effectively means he placed all the blame for Un's relationship falling apart on Amy herself. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think so. I think he's done that actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. not on Lars. That's a that's a good read. Oh yeah, I I was misunderstanding you. PJ. Yeah, after meeting oh. Lars, Lars, he's like, yeah. yeah, probably not your fault. Yeah, <laughs> we end the chapter. Hilo, a father times two. With it's like our hard to even be happy at this root. point. You know, it is. And it's I don't so know if I trust. Fact, yeah, I don't know if I trust Hilo to. Yeah, dad. Treat them both <laughs> as equal sons. Oh, okay. Which one do you think's favored? His own. Interesting. Well, I but think Nico's the first son. We'll see. I think we'll see who yeah, has I, better Jade abilities. Mm, interesting. Inter- so, PJ, based on what, what if know, what's his butt, the second one's a stone eye. Thanks a lot, Win. You are cursed. Get out of here. Wow. Pretty Whoa. shots. That's a crazy, crazy call. We take any bets on that? It's a 50 no. 50. I don't take bets on children. Is it a 50 50? It happens or it doesn't. You're works. either a stone eye or you're not, I think. <laughs> Hopefully that's how genetics work. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's um, not about genetics. It's about like, the on, fact of a... the character. Okay. There was a okay. conversation going on that I'd like to bring up going on in you? Discord. I, I, I didn't. Okay, but wait, um, Ben. Are you out on the bet? I would love to yeah. take that bet. Yeah, I'm betting on okay. that. So you, Hilo's, Rue well, is a stone eye? I, I want to bring this up because I think it's relevant. Okay. It was a conversation. I think Ragnar brought it up. I can't I can't remember exactly. But the idea of how does jade exposure of a pregnant woman mm. affect the fetus mm-hmm. and affect the child. So like she's handling all of this jade and she's inert as a stone eye. Does that make any difference to the baby's development and it's jo- it's jade tolerance. questions mm. for the audience 
And by that, I mean you guys. When's the last textual reference to her handling Jade? It's just the urn, right? It's just the urn. Next yeah. question. Uh-huh. Textual, <laughs> but we know te- she's still acting. Next like- question. Wouldn't the Tekkenese <laughs> be aware of these complications? Not necessarily. Okay. Based on. okay. So, PJ, so love you dearly. PJ, I'm not actually heated. I'll just yeah, do a bit. No, but, but specifically, the idea of female green bones mm-hmm. is fairly yep. new. Yes. So, that. Yeah. The jade exposure is fairly new, for sure. That's what I was hoping you would say. That's what I was getting at with that. We we definitely got into a conversation about this today in the Discord. In in the that's what that's why in the the no yeah you can't go there zone. Ah, got in the Discord for all you fucks, the three of you. But I I think that point was relevant to bring up before Mm -hmm. making this bet. Bet. I am yeah. I think that Hilo's child, his his blood child. So PJ. That was so in relation I, to got the episode that just released yeah. when she was currently pregnant. Now the baby's out. Right. Okay. I don't know if I... I Never mind. No, My was thought a, that misplaced. Was good. No, I oh, don't no, think it was misplaced. That, that got brought up to the idea of like, would the... Would it kill the baby? Right. Oh, you um, mean like as I, an I infant. Th- I gotcha. I, I'm thinking more of does it affect its tolerance if mm. she ever handled jade while pregnant there there's right. the large amounts of it genetically too that she's a stone eye and is that something that's genetically inherited right so there's like mm. there's a number of factors there in terms of sensitivity like that go on yeah i think it's it's either stone eye as well or incredible ability incredible jade powers all right so pj Ben has the bet in that Rue is a stone eye that our boy Rue that's coming in through the world wins child stone eye. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? I think so too. Okay. Aaron, you don't have to take this, but do you have any thoughts? I'll do the opposite. Okay. <laughs> Superpower is play in the field. Gonna um. be a green bone or at least sensitive. I'll give you that out. Greenbone ability. PJ. Yeah. Yes. Before we got on that side tangent, you raised a point that you ben were biting at the mic. How dare you? Were you? I'm good. No, he's fine. Oh, okay. No, he's right. playing no, with just the like iPad. the. Cure. I was messing with the iPads, right? <laughs> all right, okay. all right, all right. He's you right raised there. a concern about Hilo's parentage, or parenting style, not his parentage. And I was wondering what would make you think based on what we've read what we know about Hilo that he would treat them differently because I could see him attributing his his mother's infidelity as a slight against the child itself I don't know thinking about like his interactions with Andon Mm -hmm. as an adopted child and not judging him at all and like really truly adopting him as a Mm -hmm. brother Seeking out the mate. I think I'd, I'd go back on my previous claim. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that out of line for me to raise that question? or is that No, fine? no, no. Okay. That's perfect. I, I appreciate it. I just like, I wanted to know where your head was at. That's all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't I could just see him much. being hot-headed and like right. blaming the child for things that weren't his fault. Mm-hmm. Play devil's advocate. It could be like the way Sen treated Hilo so poorly mm-hmm. compared to his siblings. So, you know, familial trauma. It's a feed down problem. Yeah. 
Ben and Aaron. Hey. What do you think about Hilo as a father? How do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to be a good father to to his kids, just because I think he like understands people really well. Um, he seems to like kids, and I think it's important to him. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, and because he didn't have a dad, and because he was treated like shit by his grandpa, I feel like that would make me feel like that he wants to be different. But as we've seen with Andon, the minute the kid talks back, he's not going to be a good But dad. I think that the reason that the reason I think that Rue is going to be a stone eye is like, I think that is going to push back against Hilo's ability to be a good father because he's going to be frustrated with that situation. So therein lies the conflict for him being a good father. Interesting. If if his son ends up being a stone eye, do you think it produces resentment towards make when? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would, but I think he'd try to suppress it. Yes. You guys are raising some fucking thought provoking questions. Did not occur to me at all on my read through. Very excited. Sounds like a good job, PJ from Thomas. <laughs> Sounds like a I'll good job, it. Ben and PJ. Aaron, they don't, you could use some they don't all have to be explicit, uh, do they? You can infer compliments. Aaron, you're doing a great job. Everyone you, is Chris. doing remarkable. God, I'm drunk. Please leave me alone. Gold stars for everybody. Gold stars. Gold stars. Gold stars. Gold stars. We've got the first interlude just around interlude. this out, and this is so short. There's not a whole lot to talk about here, but we explored the history of Gon Loon, the Toon Empire, as well as his relationship with the John Empire as the sort of lost son that wanders the wilderness. I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on, on the whole concept. Again, the interludes building out the mythology. Was there anything that stood out to you, especially considering the Kakenese venturing to the Toon Empire and how that looks? I had to read this like three I times. Also I also struggled. It took me so long. I was like, what the fuck? fuck? It took a while. <laughs> I, I like, it's two pages. I, was, I struggle so hard with it. for us to place it. I started two. back from the beginning, like I was like, okay, focus, and then like, I know I would turn the page and be like, what just happened? I was having <laughs> was a really, tough time was, with it. I still, I'm like, okay, so it's Ganlu. He's the no. son of James or some John. I feel or like it's going to come up later. Like it's going to connect and to something, the, but I'm not sure it's connected to anything the yet. The lost son, yeah. So maybe it's connected to the lost son, like. I think Nico or yeah, Nico, that's his name. Thank yeah, you. I think he's going to tie into Nico somehow. But I agree, I had a hard time like comprehending like, this. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it's quick and it's not a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it reminded me of like yeah. trying to read the Old Testament. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? I was like, I did feel that's like I was reading the Bible. Comparison. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't yeah. Especially after like <laughs> the like emotional. <laughs> wattage of the previous chapter right and we're just like (laughs) you're just like okay dope 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 Dope. tune huh okay yeah yeah there were a lot of new (laughs) names and words thrown in yeah it was hard for me to understand what was happening yeah and you're kind of reeling from what just happened yeah yeah peach you've been biting at the bit on this one no, I was just kind of agreeing that it was hard to really grasp. I feel like if we want to try to attribute any of the comments mentioned here vaguely, we could we could talk about Nick. What's what's 
Nikolas Nico? is like Nico Jan. Yeah. Nico Jan. Nico Jan. Or Andon, I think. Or like even Hilo potentially. But that might be a stretch at this point. I don't know. I think this is going to, if it connects to anything, connect to Could be things going even, forward. Yeah, given the way that he left. Yeah. Yeah. Almost any character. <laughs> Almost any character <laughs> like, that left their, their comfort state. Yeah. Are you feeling lost? Wound you know, lost. I don't blame Wound. you for feeling lost. This is about Wound. So I'm not sad about it. Bad boy Wound. Cool. All right. Well, Again, I didn't expect for there to be a whole lot. We were, we were talking about, like, do we end this week on this note or do we start the next week? And it's like, I don't think it fucking matters. So we ended yeah. it this week <laughs> after the Hilo bit, but glad that we got those thoughts. Again, who won the week? What what are our opinions? Let's start with PJ first. Shay. Shay. All right. Shay shined. Shay, Shay killed it this week. Pitch it to whoever you'd like. Ben. Shay as well. And honorable mention to Maru for being so vulnerable. Vulnerable? Vulnerable? Yeah, you're so close. Yeah. He was you vulnerable. Took mine, but mine was Marrow for getting his nickel. nickel. <laughs> his, nickel. his nickels tossed? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Crossing. Prison. I was trying to say oh nipple is lit. <laughs> Flicked. Nipple okay. flicked. <laughs> nipples flicked. His nipples he tongue flicked. He probably also got his nipples licked. Yeah. He definitely got his nipples tossed too. <laughs> yeah, Mero won the week. Yeah. Crossland, who won the week? For me, I think my winner, I, I said earlier, was Shay. Shay wins this hands down. I do want to give, as a secondary place, a lot of love to Andon because I think that he did well given his own circumstances. Whatever. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I know that not everyone Shame. loves that. But I, I understand. No, I get it. It's been a lot of talk this podcast about. <laughs> yeah. Is murder murdering people is wrong? It's incorrect. <laughs> oh, However, no. you can't. Hilo, you can't. Hilo went to Steppenland with one goal: to bring Nico back to Kcon. It, it only and took two murders. His it only took goal. two deaths. Killed an if, innocent mother. If going somewhere with one goal in mind and accomplishing that goal isn't winning. I don't know what that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. It is. Just like I went. Whether he like let the baby like try to wake her up. <laughs> it was <laughs> all fucked up. up. Like just pull him away. But he did accomplish his goals. <sighs> Thomas, in the same way that me. Ted Kaczynski did. So like I'm cool really, with that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but Teddy K went to prison. Um, <laughs> he should have. Hilo should too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but he didn't yet. So okay. you know. He this week we're talking about this week, yeah. But really, yeah. Shay won the week. She was a fucking bad bitch, and I love there that you go. for her. There you go. All right, I'll give you your entire credence back for myself. 
to you. I just had to. I had to get my yeah. fake agenda off. You know me, number one no, Hilo stand. I know you literally sent for everyone who doesn't know, which is everyone outside of the five of us. Thomas knew that this was going to be a fight for Hilo as a character. I thought it was like, more of a fight. All right, like I'm going to put on my Predator war paint to like fucking <laughs> yeah. do this shit. I forgot to do a bit. I was going to be like, you know, this chapter not a lot to talk about. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, trying to disservice us. Work. It was good work. So. All right, we've no direct payoffs for anything yet, but we are so close to a couple, and I'm very excited for those mm, to roost soon this for some tease. bets. This is a tease. Next week is our fourth episode, where we'll be reading chapters 22 through 29. 22 through 29. So that's where we'll leave you for this week. You know, Tim and Andrew... I would just like to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I they fuck, just, you know they they do a good job. Ben and Aaron, you're laughing. <laughs> They're gonna make your show so Listen. good. What is it now? My super sober ass would like to say <laughs> super soaker ass. Just felt thank like you. a Tim and Andrew. Why don't you oh sit God. down? <laughs> like, Come here, little guy. I freaking love you guys. We sit on my knee. <laughs> you, dear listener, if you'd like to. Check out the show notes. You will find our schedule, our Patreon, our previous episodes, our websites, our social media accounts, and maybe a handwritten note from me to you. It's not there. Don't. It's not. I'm sorry. I lied. But that's where they'd be. Yeah. So show notes. Just just for the record, real real quick. Real, real quick double check in case you aren't aware we have other shows that are coming out this month of course the short pour on the frugal wizard the frugal wizard's guide to medieval england by brandon sanderson is coming out in the short pour we also had castle season two to start out the month i'll tell you you know this episode we i haven't even finished the fucking book and i'll tell you i did not enjoy the frugal wizard but I like it. What a it. sell. Listen to the episode. Go listen to the episode to hear everything why I didn't too. love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more open. Everything. I am Maybe very like open more once you to a lot it. of things. I don't think so, but I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron, for that boost of confidence. You didn't like Tress, which is crazy. Anyway, we're going to not talk about that in a moment. That said, you can find us Words Whiskey Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Words and Whiskey Show, gmail.com, patreon.com forward slash words and whiskey, t shirts on T Public. Again, you can see us once a month live if you join the Patreon as we record some of these episodes. You can listen to a number of back recorded episodes, and we always have advanced versions of the short pours as well as PJ's private show, PJ's Symposium of Media and Whimsy out there pj's right and love we will be discussing a private show i didn't know any of these things we're gonna do the batman <laughs> oh did you PJ not and i oh. are gonna do high and talk about oh god yes we are trouble in little china oh my god oh, yes we we're already approaching big trouble i would Let's love do to it. do that hi Cross Sorry, we'll, i'll figure it out I'll, okay all right fine. <laughs> but pj's uh, in charge of that show it's the only one that not. Kids. yes please thank also, you for the disclaimer don't forget to rate and review us five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we will channel into you and explode all Ooh. of your capillaries. And steal your baby. And steal your baby. <laughs> That's too much. I feel like I'm learning some notes. And raise them 
to raise them as we will our raise own. raise them as our child, and yeah. And they'll never know about as you. As slightly child. change their names. <laughs> amongst oh their God. peers. Yes, amongst their peers. And trained. So and then trained into five a... stars be easier than all of that That's... for both of us? Sounds like it to me. It sounds like it. You're right. I'm going to rate the show five stars. <laughs> I can't not. <laughs> all right. It, all right. So if, if Jane right. is a stand-in for guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we imagine like 12 year olds, 10 year olds, nine year olds going to a gun centric school? They're learning, and learning how to the shoot way responsibly. Of... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds like a great I just think that'd be exit really point. Funny. The only thing that I want to add is obviously check out HallerPod on Instagram, Twitter, and HallerPod. And then you can also check out High Key Obsessed on both Twitter and Instagram. Again, both of those are inside of the links in the descriptions. I hope we do a good job making bits throughout this because this is always fucking hilarious as we like denimois out of an episode because we're all dissolving as people. So with <laughs> that denim me. Yeah, I tried with that. Good night. We'll see you next week. Bye. And Bye. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Bye.